0: sick bro is that coffee is that
1: no, coffee?
0: it's yorba mate buddy i'm mate on that i'm mate. on that dork, dork yoast i'm on that dark roast yorba mate and it is good i do love yorba mate man it is good got it from yellow deli Whew. uh it's bomb what up y'all what up y'all i'm from texas i played a texas wedding Really? This week, yeah. It was just the dumbest wedding ever, dude. I'm sorry. Dude. <laughs> did you have I'm, to play some country tunes? I or, did. I it all on my roots. Yeah, I had to play it. What song is that? I showed up in boots. I can't sing very good because I'm still sick. Uh, <coughs> the... I got friends in low... low. I can't oh, do it. All places where no yeah. And I can't do it because I'm sick, dude. My lungs are messed up.
2: That's, is that that Garth Brooks jam? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, dude. that's a hit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it's still here. It's still here. I'm still coughing, and that's going to lead me and kick this show off. Right off the bat, right here. Whoa.
2: Yeah, I don't care
0: anymore. I I ain't trying to hear that right now. I might be dying. I might be dying. I'm struggling, dude. I'm sick, Phil.
2: I don't like that. Going
0: on a month. I don't smoke like but apparently I got emphysema or something.
2: Is that what a doctor said? No. Just I, went doctor. An S up. I went to the doctor.
0: I went to the doctor, alright, people, because I gotta get rid of this cough. I haven't been on my bicycle four weeks. At least. Jeez. At least four weeks. That's crazy, dude. That's a long time God. for you. I went to the doctor, sat in the waiting room. I haven't been to the doctor in like at least over a year. Okay? went to the stupid doctor. I hate going to Western doctors, dude. I hate it. I normally do alternative medicine. Are
2: those the ones that wear
0: boots? (laughs) And listen to Garth Brooks and sing, I got friends. (laughs) Um, And so I go in. She's like, does a bunch of tests. She's like, yeah, your, your oxygen levels, basically like your breathing is like 90 something percent. So it's not all the way. So my wife is positive I have pneumonia. Positive. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I go in, made me take my shirt off. Very awkward. Nice. Give me a gown. Yes. I'm just at the doctor. <clears throat> she does, a, like, wind treatment or something on me. It looks like I'm smoking. I posted it on my Instagram. Oh, yeah. I saw it looked that. like I was vaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, she has me do this breath test, right? Like where I have to like, like basically push all my breath out as fast as I can and try to push this little thing all the way to the end. I got like maybe halfway. Is that good? No. She's like, I got to like 450. She's like, you should be well over 700 or 800. Stop smoking. A guy your size. And I'm like, let me try it again. And so I'm like, (gasps) and blow it as hard as I can. And it's just like, Four hundred, maybe five hundred. She's like, you should be way higher than that. So there's something going on in your lungs. I'm like, oh boy.
2: But she she says you don't have.
0: She's like, I don't hear any pneumonia. No pneumonia. It's not that's pneumonia. Good. That's good. So she determines that I have allergies and I have inflamed lungs. Okay. And that's causing me to cough. She's like, most people have cold symptoms when they have allergies and inflamed lungs, like you. But this is like a chronic cough. I'm like, dude, I'm like choking at night. Like I'm like trying to throw up and it's just like I'm coughing my head off. Yeah. And keeping my wife awake. So she's like, yeah, we got you. We're going to give you a pill and we're going to give you an inhaler. So I've used an inhaler when like I was younger. I had a really bad bronchitis or something. And my mom had like an asthma inhaler. Used that mug, cleared it right up. Nice. This is not what she gave me. Uh I don't know what it is. But it is not working, dude. I finished all my pills today. Mm. I was up all night last night. I got a horrible night's sleep. I'm not myself, people. I'm already on a soapbox for two seconds in this show. I was, you know, my only thing that I love right now is this green tea mate. Yorba mate. Nice. Uh, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying, but this is going to be another coughing episode. And I apologize. I cannot do anything about it. It's driving me nuts, Phil. I'm sorry. God. (laughs) I ain't trying to hear that right now. You're sick of coughing. I'm sick of you coughing. It's getting to where I'm like almost blacking out when I'm coughing so hard. (laughs) Last night, going home from my gig, I was pulling up to my driveway. And then all of a sudden just had, like, an insane coughing fit. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, got super dizzy, felt super weird, almost had to pull over on the side of the road, like, mm, I think I need to make another appointment because she might have misdiagnosed me. This s ain't working.
2: I'm sorry, man. Dang that it. That sucks. You need to go back to that lady and
0: get, get, better, I'm going to a, get different a different doctor. treatment. I'm going to a different doctor man i'm sick of this dude i want to go on a bike ride the air is nice and cl- crisp and clear yeah. i want to go hiking there's snow up in the mountains i can't do anything dude i'm just stuck i haven't missed one of my stupid gigs but not that i like not that i don't like playing my gigs i you mean your super cool awesome yeah gigs? yeah they haven't been that great but it's because i'm in a negative headspace because i'm so sick dude I cannot feel normal, and I can't feel like, it's not that I can't breathe, it's that, like, like if you're coughing really hard, right, and then you have to take a huge, like, <gasps> and, like, cough as hard as you can, Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't feel like I can get my breath all the way in when I'm breathing, like, when I'm trying to cough. That's no good. Dude, nobody wants to hear people complain about their health problems. I'm just trying to give you guys a fair warning. I'm going to be coughing again. I'm sorry, man. And you can hear it in my freaking throat, my voice. It's pissing me off, Phil. Sick of this. Sick of this show, dude. This show's over. No. All right, I'm just kidding. All right, that's the end of my I ain't trying to hear that right now. Thank you guys for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This is episode 64. I promise I'll try to be more positive. Um, we're going to get this show kicked off with a bang. It's got a lot to talk about. We do have a fantastic guest once again. Yeah. Not a guest, a guest yeah yeah um he's coming on the show he is a cali reggae head dude he Big plays time. with the biggest bands in that scene he's a vessel drummer phil yes <laughs> um he plays with sublime with rome and he used to play with tribal seeds he's carlos verdugo oh yeah coming on the show today finally he's got a lot of tattoos he does yeah that's how you should be except all on your face why so you can look tough match your like prison persona
2: oh yeah i'm super tough
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, this is episode 64 as i mentioned drum brigade podcast i'm Corey kingston already been on a soapbox coughing my brains out sitting across from me drinking some coffee we're gonna get into it phil don't worry he's the one he's the only funky phil pardell Yeah. yeah ah thanks for coming in phil thanks thanks for having me Corey. yeah yeah um so we got this show this thing we're just moving right along um and we got some things that we're working on as usual and uh and stuff so if you like this show you know subscribe to it hit the like button i don't know what you do i don't know just listen to it and tell your friends to listen to it you can listen to it on pretty much any platform you get your your podcasts on. I'm going to list them. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Overcast, Radio Public, DrumBrigade.com. If you can't find any of those, just go to DrumBrigade.com, click on the podcast link, and it has a link to any of those things too. It also has a link to Patreon if you want to support the Drum Brigade on the next level. Which, by the way, we got to brainstorm some new ideas for our Patreons. Because we haven't done a a bonus show in a while. We haven't done a giveaway. But I want to do like you sign up for a Patreon, you get something. Like a gift or something. So we're working on it, people. We're still working on it ourselves. All right? I'm still working on it myself. Um, (laughs) Me and Funky Phil have websites. I just uploaded a new episode one of my Salty Dog Cruise trip. Um, on my YouTube, it's not on my website yet, and it's going to be going up on um, some other stuff too, like IGTV and all that. So Corey Kingston, k o r e y k i n g s t o n dot Phil Pardell, p h i l p a r d e l l dot com. Phil um, has lessons, play-alongs, all kinds of stuff. Just uploaded on the Drum Brigade Instagram. Funky Phil playing seven 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 ninety three eleven. Trying to. Yeah, Dominic Jimenez <laughs> and um, another guy is going to win something for that because um, they both got it right, even though they're different songs. One is sampled, though. Yeah. Um, so they're going to win something. I think we still have some stuff in our giveaway bucket in our in the beat locker here. So <coughs> happy to be here. We're going to power through. We're struggling, but we're, no, I'm, I'm struggling, but we're powering through. It's going to be good. Carlos Verdugo's coming up. Me and Funky Phil got some things to talk about. Funky Phil's holding the sheet music that he wrote this morning that I cannot read. I have to break it down, like, note by note to play that. Um, gosh, I got to freaking polish up on my reading, dude. Me too. I started thinking, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to start charting out songs. Um, you know what I watched, Phil, before we get into it? I watched the um, Dream Theater was having auditions. They had, like, a TV show series. It's on YouTube. Whoa. And, um, dude, Virgil Donati... Uh, Thomas Lang, um, uh, Mike Marco Miniman. They all auditioned. And my favorite, Mike Mangini.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I will say this I liked Mike Mangini a little bit more after <laughs> watching that. I went from like, dude, I do not like this dude. He's just not my kind of guy. To like, all right, he's okay. He's just, I think I'm misunderstanding him. He's very enthusiastic. And very uh, assertive. Yeah. But what those guys all did, they threw like some hardcore, like multiple time change signature stuff at them, like just as a jam. <coughs> Virgil just like killed it, killed it. But some of the drummers that auditioned, some of the other drummers, I don't remember their names, like kind of flopped. Aww. And um, what they did though was like, show me the sheet music. And they either looked at their sheet music or they wrote it out. Or they, like, wrote out the tunes that they had to play. The ones that flopped? No, the, no, oh. the, like, Thomas Lang and all those dudes. They're, like, like Virgil's, like, Virgil's a multi-instrumentalist. Oh, yeah, they were, like, show me the music. So they're me. just, like, let me see it. And then they just, like, immediate, that's, like, when you're a pro, that's what you do. That's yeah. what you do. That's not what I do. I'm listening to the song 30 times. I used to chart out songs, but, like, simple pop songs, you know, a lot, like, time it's change. It's just stuff. another tool to use. It's yeah. not,
2: I mean... It's like anything else. It's, it's yeah. better to have more tools at your disposal.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking that when I was flying home from um, Florida t- a few weeks ago, I was like thinking about Lily R- Rose's songs that I had, like a lot of them I have to learn. And I never <coughs> haven't listened to her albums really. So I was just like, it's probably just like simple pop tunes, four on the floor kind of thing. And uh, I'll just roadmap it out. And pretend this is like you know, like when we we're talking to Adam about playing on American Idol. Like let me write the main groove and then here's a groove for the verse and then roadmap it or the chorus and then let's roadmap it out. Yeah. Oh no. No, no, no. Super complicated. Every 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 bar or every like four bars a different groove, like every it's So the, but the I, Lily Jam? Yeah, so oh, I just really? started it's all digital drums and stuff, so I just started oh. literally charting it out and it was cool. It was a good exercise where I'm like, okay, I haven't lost it, but could I just show up at her gig and put this in front of me and read it? Well, no, I'd have to practice it a lot, but I need to do that more regularly. Like, hey, when there's a new song, I'm just going to chart it and get used to start massaging that muscle again. But seven 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 ninety three eleven, there's no chance I'm charting that. It's hard. Dude, That's that hard. beat
2: is so hard. That's one of the hardest beats I've, I've worked on in a I long, long time. I told you, fool. Long time. <laughs> no i believe as soon as i heard it i was like oh man yeah. i can't this isn't the type of thing i can just figure out on the spot by ear and i know I, I did it like over the break uh-huh. we had, it was thanksgiving last week yeah which was awesome and um yeah at some point there was a lull in yeah and i just i had it on on the pa on this stereo you know and just kind of casually wrote out what it sounded like mm-hmm. real quick and then you know Tried playing it and whatnot, and learned it from that. But I did miss a lot of details yeah, that I noticed later when I had
0: like you know, <laughs> when I had it on in ears. But mm-hmm. that's the thing, though. That song is like half digital. Like the hi hat track is all digital, programmed, and the claps. Yeah, it's so. it's
2: yeah, it's you have to kind of adjust it a little bit to be right. playable by a human. It's I think, it's but.
0: seriously like next to impossible for a human to play that. Yeah, I, I haven't seen many guys do it.
2: Yeah, there's, yeah. Sometimes there's some some figures that are just like starting a seven-stroke roll while you're hitting like a seven-stroke roll on the hi-hat while you're hitting the snare drum at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah that you can't do that. So you kind of have to do adjustments.
0: You have to play it the and first I, note with your foot.
2: Huh? <laughs> Dude. Like,
0: cla- no, I don't know. I don't know.
2: What are you talking? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway.
2: I'm going to work on it and try to get it even closer. This
0: is the thing that I know about Phil is like, when there's something like that, like I showed, I showed him one time when we were teaching at the same place, I was like, dude, check. Have you heard this? Like, have you heard Lewis Cole and Noah And then it it was like, back then it was like, I wouldn't even imagine writing that out. I would think no one would write that out. And you're like, Oh, that sounds dope. You're like, I'm going to try to transcribe that. I'm like, like, I was, like, literally, like, you can't transcribe that. And you're, like, yeah, I started doing it. And you showed me. I'm, like, bro, that is it. What the heck? It was, like, a super complicated, like, drum breakdown. Um, I know that you will, like, try to, you will, like, figure it out. Like, complicated, funky beats. You're, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Let's do this. yeah But I'm surprised that one hasn't been in your, like, arsenal yet. No,
2: I wasn't super familiar with that one. Um, I'm ashamed to say
0: I've, I've seen John Blackwell, Little John Roberts, and I've seen Tosh do it on his on his Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a, hard, a beat.
2: hard beat,
0: dude. That song that's that was in when I was like a little kid. That song was in the, the song seven 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 ninety three eleven. By the time Prince produced that, and um, it sounds like a Prince song. But uh, anyways, that was in regular rotation when I was a little kid. My dad's my dad's jam, dude. And then I'd always be seeing it, and he'd be like, "Don't be, don't be singing singing that song. That's like a, kind of a dirty song. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to spend the night with you or something." Like Felix was singing it. <laughs> he was like, "Cause I listened to it a bunch of times, yeah. you know."
2: And he's like walking around <laughs> singing it, uh, just, just the chorus. Yeah. Well, it's
0: good. It's numbers. He's yeah. He immediately
2: <laughs> like turned it into a math problem
0: and like <laughs> added all the numbers up and stuff. Yeah. It was cute. That's cool. All right. Well, we kind of already did, but let's just get into it. <laughs> Oh yeah, episode 64. Carlos Verdugo coming up. Um Bro, we have to give a shout out to Corey CM Strange at CM Strange on Instagram. Big time. This dude's an artist. Um has a bunch of like swag like products and stuff with his art on them. Sent the drum brigade a gift package it ain't even christmas well specifically
2: he does a lot of drum themed artwork drum theme he's or a drummer like, yes and an artist and a viking and a viking he's got a, a magnificent beard yes
0: uh he um he he does mostly like monster stuff like like um who's that dude uh frankenstein like style art and then like drum related art and it's dope it's like it's dope like dope all right well this dude sent us a care package to the drum brigade and a little note a little cute little note phil is so stoked right now he's just hugging his his cup i love it <laughs> it's a it's it's on our instagram uh story i'll try to share it again so it'll be up in a f- for a few days but um we both got a mug custom mug with his art on it and a bunch of stickers and then a, a thank you card, because we sent him some Rumble Coffee. Um, so shout out to Rumble Coffee, too, for hooking CM Strange up and also us up. Um, and so we're really stoked on this stuff, man. Thank you very much for sending us this stuff. Um, we're really stoked. and
2: I love it. Yeah. I, I claimed the one that's got the kind of 60s yeah art it's like vibe the green. to it. It's, it's like green.
0: A... And I, I'm more of a simplicity. I'm a more of a simplistic guy. So I got just... a. Uh, it's like a sketch of a drum set on a mug. It's so dope, dude. It's got a low boy beater. It does. See. It has a low boy beater with that like fuzzy thing on it. Yeah.
2: I can't tell what brand the symbols are.
0: Those are T symbols. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, my mug is going to live at the, at the um, beat locker because like anytime I do a drum video, I'm probably going to be holding that. And uh so yeah, man, shout out to CM strange Corey. Thank you, man. Cool name too, by the way. Uh, dude was just featured in the, on the Mike and Mike podcast. But Anyways, no, no. The, Mike and Mike are cool, but I mean, like, you know, it's just this guy's getting podcast love now all of a sudden. But if you want to hear a real podcast, I'm just kidding. Mike Dawson's our homie, and Mike Johnston is going to be our homie sooner or later. We love those guys. And you know what? Our show isn't even close to comparing with theirs. So they got, like, 500 million episodes and 500 million listeners. So... Yeah, um, they're pretty good at it. They're pretty good. at They're pretty good drummers, too. Like, kind of. Yeah, they're, they're okay. I mean, they're no Corey Kingston and Funky <laughs> Phil, but... <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah. I love those guys. <clears throat> Anyways, Corey, thank you very much, man. And we hope to see you at Nam show. I, you said that in your note. Drew us a little picture of the drum brigade on a bass drum. It's dope, dude. Love it. Love it! love it uh funky phil yeah did you get anything for black friday um you know that way i did did purchase
2: some things really but more importantly i had a wonderful week with my family that's cool i had a lot of good family time it was the thanksgiving week which i know you don't do but it was um really awesome had a lot of good quality time did you
0: eat turkey? You were no. disgusting. You killed a turkey.
2: No, <laughs> no. Charlotte made these amazing. <laughs> they were phenomenal. Like um, veggie cutlets. She nice. made. <laughs> she custom made seitan. Oh yeah. And it was just like, and then fried, pan fried them all, and it was so good. And yeah, we had all this, you know a lot of stuff, <laughs> potatoes and stuffing and all that. Yeah, I made some Brussels sprouts. Oh yeah, I love with Brussels. Sweet potatoes. Roasted in the oven. You guys had a Thanksgiving dinner. Big time. I baked two loaves of sourdough bread.
0: Oh, uh, by the way, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this all week, and I told my wife, I think we need to put in a request to Phil for another sourdough loaf. A loaf? And she said, we're willing to trade for kombucha, if you would, because she's making kombucha. Or we can give you a mother for kombucha if you want to make your own.
2: I could give you some uh, sourdough starter, too.
0: Well, I just I like your bread, okay? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to trade, we will we can? That could be arranged. All right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and my start, my I finally I had to redo my starter because I threw my old one away because uh. my fridge broke and oh, yeah. while well, we were like out of town and we had to throw
0: everything away. Um, we're trading of the fermented. It's like the the trade of the fermented fermented foods foods. <laughs> <laughs> um, the live cultures. Um, that's cool, man. I, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. There's a lot of things about this holiday that is very weird, man. I'm not going to get into that because everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everybody feels differently. And so that's fine. But, um, I did find out something crazy, dude. And I don't know if it's true. I should probably Wikipedia it or something, but I, I heard black Friday has to do with like, like sales of like slave trading or something really that's what i heard you know that could be just another thing to get people amped up and pissed off but um yeah i don't know man i don't care about that stuff we got to just like i feel like we got to keep moving forward as a society and stop thinking about what happened you know but i think that's funny that like (laughs) i don't know it's not funny but it's like it's so blatant (laughs) it's just black friday that's crazy. Anyways, fuck you, Phil. I'm sorry. Let's not get political or religious, all right?
2: Okay, well, Wikipedia says the earliest <laughs> evidence of the phrase Black Friday applied to the day after Thanksgiving in a shopping context suggests... Mm-mm, that's what
0: they want you to know.
2: In a shopping context?
0: <laughs> huh? Trump probably wrote that, Phil. Uh, I'm just is, kidding, dude. It is I'm Wikipedia,
2: just so who knows?
0: All right, I don't know. I, I just heard... some. I Honestly, you want to know the truth? i I overheard mean, I somebody talking about it. And I was like, oh, really?
2: What what there's here's one on history dot com. That's probably more reputable. I'll have to read through it. <laughs> I feel like this is pretty long here.
0: I feel like we're we're getting into like territory that we're not supposed to get into on this show.
2: <laughs> oh man. I'll have to read. Uh, I'll I'll get back to you on All it. All right um or you can just read it for yourself yeah
0: i don't know if it's true or not but anyways i do love a good sale i do love good sale too <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i did not buy anything i did go to target what? on black friday i saw a camera that i was like oh but it wasn't i reached out to a camera buddy and i was like oh okay this isn't the one i should get okay cool dude i've been having a camera crisis here and i need to work it out a
2: cam crisis
0: yeah i want a dslr yeah, I want something good for for shooting stuff in the studio, yeah. and I want a better vlogging camera. I need to step up my game in vlogging world. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of vlogs over this weekend, and I'm doing a lot of stuff wrong that I can improve on. I'm doing a lot of stuff right just from trial and error, but um, so I'm pretty proud of where I've gotten to at this point. But now it's time to like step up and really like do things my style. I'll but, tell you what my biggest problem is. Go, go ahead. My, my biggest problem is B-roll. Mm. I don't care about B-roll stuff. Like transitions. I just document my day. Like when I do a day in a life, it's just like, okay, now we're going here. And then I'm like walking really fast, you know, like in fast motion. Well, or that's I'm B-roll. Driving. No, no, no. But I need like, when you watch like real vloggers, like YouTubers, mm. they, they get crazy nowadays with drones and stuff. And I'm not going to do that. But it's like... All right, what's up, guys? I'm going to jump on a plane. and I'm going to go to Dubai. And then it's like, you know, it shows them like on the plane, maybe like eating some good food. And then it's like drone shots of, of Dubai and like cool like images of like, here's what's in the city. Then they get to their activity. Huh. And the biggest problem that I have right now is stability. My camera is too dang shaky because I'm using an older GoPro. Don't you have that wand thing? Yeah, but that's for my phone. And it's too hard to vlog on my phone. Really? Yeah. Your phone I don't, has I a good like camera in it. I know. It? I, don't, I don't like doing it, though. Because when you're vlogging, you want to – I got to be quick with it. Like, when I see something, I'm like, I want to push a button and start recording. And when I have to pull out the wand – and I can still use it for, for vlogging, but if I have to pull out – he's talking about a gimbal. If I have to pull out a gimbal, put my phone in it, make sure it's level, hit record on my phone, carry it, then get my shot. Like, I can use that for, for B-roll. But it's, you know, I just
2: your phone has like some newer advanced image stabilization, right?
0: Yeah. So I do, I do use my phone for stuff, but it's also a drastic difference. My phone is way better than a GoPro camera. Yeah. Or an older GoPro. So and then I'm like, well, maybe I should just forget this whole thing and just get a DSLR, like a real point and shoot camera, and get a, a, a a shotgun mic, and then but then I'm still running into the problem of stability. I needed to get one anyways. But then I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. Like, I still have the Q8. It's not the best camera, but it's a amazing audio. Yeah. And so I'm like, the biggest problem is audio. Like, uh, the biggest one of the problems is audio. Like, my little Hero 5 sessions GoPro is great for vlogging, but it does not have stability. I think the highest it goes is 1080, which is fine. I don't care about 4K. People need to stop with the 4K stuff. Um, it's fine, dude. 4, 1080 is fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if I can have a camera with 4K, then, <laughs> um, so I'm trying to learn all about it. So I'm like, maybe I stop with this DSLR stuff for right now and worry about that in a few months Yeah. and just get a shotgun mic for the Q8. Use that in the studio.
2: Wait, what are you going to do with the shotgun mic?
0: Talk into it. Do like vlog stuff. I need to, we need to, dude, we need to get, on track with these product reviews, stuff like that. Um, Okay. I can use it for vlogging with a nice mic on it. Yeah. Long story short, dude, I'm going to be getting a new vlogging mic. As soon as my lessons renew, like my students renew their lessons for the month, I'm getting a new GoPro.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, you could get one of those little wireless LaValier mics. Will that work on... Yeah, you just have to plug it into the input on the Q8. What? Mm-hmm. You can does, get those at Guitar Center. It has two XLR ends, so you just you'll put the.
0: That's like five hundred bucks, though.
2: Yeah, depending on the, what you get.
0: I don't need any super expensive. One. I
2: think Sennheiser just made some new ones that are somewhat reasonably priced.
0: But. What would be better, a shotgun mic or wireless lavalier? <laughs>
2: Well, it's a toss-up. I mean, the shotgun mic is is good for getting a very directional, yeah, um, you know,
0: pickup pattern. It's very
2: focused, mm-hmm. but it's probably not going to be good for like getting recordings of drums.
0: No, 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 that's different. That's different. So I'm talking about right now. I- I'm wondering if the XY mic would be fine. Like if I walk in and I'm vlogging, basically doing a vlog where I'm holding the camera. Sometimes I'm talking to the camera. Sometimes. That's still going to be picking up all the, the room sound, the echo of the room. I want more of a cleaner sound, like a a normal shotgun mic on a camera. That's what I want. Like a normal road mic or something on a on a DSLR. Yeah. Well, they've got a bunch of different
2: attachments Dang for it, that man. thing. But you might... I mean, if you want it to be super clean um, and you're going to be using it to like film yourself mm-hmm. or if you're going to have someone else filming you i don't know i feel like the shotgun mics are more of a distance thing oh they are like yeah it's for having a camera be able to pick up someone talking like a few feet away i see or even further and have it really directional So the
0: xy mic is probably good enough
2: yeah i mean the stereo mics on it are good
0: that's what i'm saying yeah
2: yeah all right well i started but if you want it even more like clean and you you'd probably want to plug a, a like a cl- a mic that you're talking into closer up you know plug it in right into it
0: yeah well that always works better but I don't want to do that it's it has to be more stylish than me holding a mic and being like hey this product review yeah it has to be done more stylish so I have some a lot of ideas my brain was just racing last night with ideas on I've been watching a lot of cool like vlogger videos and there's some great ideas when you start diving down that rabbit hole. Um, so, uh, and like, it's cool that before I used to watch that stuff and try to get ideas for my stuff. And, um, a lot of them are like, there's a lot of instructional videos. Like, Hey, if you want to be a a vlogger, you know, here's, here's how you do it. And then when you watch people that don't know how to do it, you're like, Oh boy, (laughs) like a lot of dead space, a lot of nonsense, like I watched an unboxing video and I was like oh this is horrible like stuff that people don't care about excuse me it's the min- it's the same mistakes that I've made like I watched some of our old like we did we so Phil and I did a session one time we rented a studio and tried to do a full day of product reviews to start to kickstart our our web show and it, I was like back then, thank goodness. I had the insight to be like, this isn't what I'm, this isn't, it was good. It would have worked, but it wasn't what I was looking for. It wasn't on the professional level we're still not there. Um, but we're getting steps closer. And so I would always look at that stuff and be like, man, I wish we had like a studio. I wish we had the cameras. I wish we had the microphones. And so (coughs) we're, we're getting there, but I'm like, man, I do have quite a few cameras, but none of them are really good. They're like, Q8 is a great four-track recorder type thing. If you're like a podcaster or a webcaster or something like that, it's a really simple solution. But it is not a great camera. You can't put lenses on it. It's great for audio. It's great for audio. But think, then the thing is, I think is, of it
2: as an audio recorder well, with, with a with, with a camera. camera. That's a what they say. Mini camera on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and so the, it's a Zoom Q8. Zoom is obviously known for having great audio stuff, but not a great camera company. And their camera records in 2K, 1080, or like 720. And that you think that's good, but for some reason, I don't ever feel like their camera... And it's a wide, super wide lens, too. It's like 160 degrees. <clears throat> and um, so it's basically like as good as a GoPro with yeah. great audio, though.
2: Yeah, it's like a GoPro with awesome audio. So for
0: what we need to do, I mean... It would, nothing's better than having a nice camera with a nice lens, like, you know, but for what we need to do, I don't think we need, I think we need to, I need to learn how to use this camera a little bit better than I have. Cause I'm just like, cool. You can plug mics into it, get a, get a decent levels. And I haven't really looked at like, Oh, well I can adjust this and I can adjust that. This is like an audio recording device that you can record video with. Yeah. So you can, I mean, they promote it as like, this is a really good thing that you can record with. And that should be great for drum videos, but um, and I've used it for drum videos, but I most of the time I don't have the angle right, I don't have the lighting right, I don't have the like the um filter right on the stupid built-in the built-in camera filters are so stupid on that camera, yeah, so garbage. I kind of
2: yeah, I, I stopped using them entirely. <laughs> so
0: I've been kind of doing some little research here and there on like, hey, what? How many frames should I use? Like, what am I doing here? And I don't know everything by any means, but we have a lot of things at our disposal here in the beat locker that we can use. And so I have, I have some reviews I need to do that. I'm going to try some new ideas and see how I can get it going and hopefully just completely change the game in our scene. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, the other problem is too, though, I do a lot of filming, all of my filming by myself. So my vlogs are by myself, but I'm not a photographer. Uh, I basically started a day in the life of a drummer to document or journal like tour dates, because I did so many years of touring that I don't remember. And I'm not a writer. So I don't want to like, I didn't want to journal all this stuff and then write a book later. And so I'm like, you know, I should just film it and put it on YouTube so I can have these memories saved forever, as long as YouTube stays up. (laughs) And um, so I did that. And then now it's turned into a vlog. I didn't know it was called a vlog when I started doing it. It was just like, I'm just going to film myself. You know, I've, I guess I've seen it before. I had a GoPro, didn't know what to use it for, started using it. And, um, now it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I'm a vlogger, like, but a very amateur vlogger for what I do. This is what they say though. They're like, you can be, anybody could be a vlogger. It's easy. You can, everybody has a smartphone. You can do it on your smartphone if you want, but then there's ways to step up your game, better audio, stabilization better cameras um but you have to have a thing nobody wants to see you do laundry dude or like unbox random stupid stuff and take make a 10 minute video of you taking every piece of tape off a box like open the freaking box and show me what's inside
2: i I never quite understood those unboxing videos people
0: love them man it's relaxing for people it's like it's like everybody loves opening a box and getting a gift so you can watch videos of it you know that's so bizarre to but me. it's not for me dude it's like i'm i'm fast forwarding through all that stuff and the freaking oh make sure you hit the subscribe button and all that garbage and your intro just get out of here get to it that's kind of what i want i want our reviews to be very quick like here's what i like here's what i don't like and um here's what you're gonna like about it blah blah, blah. but i used to like read everything on the box and like read every everything on the package and show you what the package looks like and it's like dude no one cares show me what this product does yeah anyways <laughs> um i i'm obviously like my mind has been f- like all you know how we get phil when you're like looking into something and you're doing research 24 7 oh yeah that's Obsessive. how i've been right now i've watched every freaking thing about this gopro <laughs> And I've watched everything about like, these, these cameras. Last night I was looking for vlogger, vloggers using the Q8, which I couldn't find any. It's all musicians. It's like the musician camera. You have to have one if you're a musician. That's what they say. If you want to do videos and stuff. It's the easiest. Basically what I do is use the, the built-in camera mic as my overheads, and then I plug in a kick mic and a snare mic, and that's what I use.
2: Yeah, that's a great way to use it.
0: Yeah. And so I would like to get more in depth, but I haven't been able to find a good sound for that camera.
2: I like that you can also if you have like an in-ear monitor mix and a splitter, you can um just use the overheads to get your drums and then plug in the your in-ear mix as the in so you can hear everybody really well. Uh,
0: you can use the camera so you're not recording anything, you could just hear it. You use it as a monitor.
2: No, I mean like recording it. Oh, okay. But you could use it as a monitor too.
0: <clears throat> I really need to jump into like using this camera properly. I've had it for like several years.
2: Yeah, you could plug your in-ears into it. Or, I mean your monitor feed and then monitor yourself from the directly out of the camera and hear the overheads
0: if yeah. you don't have a mic You know what drums. But that camera has been the best for? Huh. We've used it every year at Nam for interviews, and it has been second to none.
2: It's true. It's pretty rad. Amazing. Being like able to mics, just have a
0: mic right into it. Just plug right into it, and bam, you're recording interviews with like the simplest setup you can imagine. So you're saying a shotgun mic would be good for Nam show? Like we wouldn't have to have mics? Maybe.
2: Yeah. I don't, I'm not. It's not going to be better. than I can't a mic. say I'm. I'm an expert on shotgun mics. Cause I've never used one, but from what I understand, they're they're good for really directional sound yeah. from a distance. Yeah. Um, so it could be good at Nam, but Nam's so loud. Yeah. I can't imagine anything being better than a handheld mic close to someone's mouth.
0: That uh, th- the Mexico City episode that me and Dub Robot did, the podcast, was done on a little Q8. That their little guy, the little like it looks like a weird square, um, camera, like audio recorder thing. It's a really weird thing, but he, that, that thing is really good. It's only like 170 bucks or something.
2: Wait, the Q8's the one we've got.
0: The Q8's the one we got. That's a bigger one. Yeah. He's got like a little little guy. It's like a, it looks kind of like a triangle.
2: Oh, yeah. I've seen that one. That's the one he that's does. The, that's a newer one, I think. Uh, but, it, but it's like more basic.
0: Yeah. He does all his vlogs on that. And, and he, he, he said because the audios, he's like a big audio guy. But we were, like, there's one point where we were in a concert, and it was so loud, and I'm, like, yelling, like, hey, this is, like... And I'm, like, I didn't think you'd be able to hear us at all, and you could totally hear it. Like, I didn't even need to yell that loud. Um, Or we are like, at an airport, and you can vaguely hear it in the background, but you can hear us. Cute, like, Zoom makes some dope stuff, man. They, they make do. some dope stuff. Anyway, sorry to go on that rant, but I'm I'm very passionate about camera stuff right now and ideas. All this stuff. Uh, other than that, though, man, my week, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but um, I played some gigs. And then I uh, we were going to go to Magic Mountain on Thanksgiving Day, but it was pouring down rain. So we picked up my, my wife's friend from the airport. She came and stayed with us for a few days. Went to sleep. We went somewhere. What did we do? We Went to someone's house. Oh, no, wait. We went to... Oh, yeah, we went to a friend's house for game night. Then we... Friday I went to my family's house and they had um they made a full turkey like southern turkey dinner. The black side of my family. And my the the that side of my family, a lot of them are going vegan and vegetarian like me. What? So I thought I was the only one. And they were like, No, we got like vegan stuffing, we got vegan sweet potatoes. One of my cousins brought vegan turkey, but it's it was gone. Dang it. Um and so they made yeah. I was like, "Dang, there's stuff I can eat." It was bomb, dude. So good. I love so it. So good. Um, and so that was that.
2: We so- made pumpkin pies out of pumpkins. Dang, like not even not <laughs> like straight up pumpkins that we cut up and roasted.
0: Yeah, that's how you make it, isn't it? A lot of uh, people right use a can, can yeah, canned yeah, yeah.
2: pumpkin. I see. The real deal. it tastes significantly better. I yeah. got to say.
0: Well, that's good. Did you put lots of butter in it? I think she did. I didn't. Um, I can't good, claim. Dude.
2: I did not make them. My wife did. Oh, man. Um, Charlotte. Gosh, that's such good food, though. It is. Um, so you did not buy anything for Black Friday?
0: No, I'm broke, dude. Um, I, it's, so basically, it's rent week. And whenever it's rent week, I'm just like, oh, boy. Yeah. And they told us they want the rent early this month. I don't know why. That should be one of my soapboxes. But they didn't give us 30 days notice. They gave us like four days notice. And so my rent's normally not due till the 5th. They're like, yeah, we need to buy a third, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'll try, but if I don't got it, I don't got it, buddy. You got to give me 30 days notice, fool. So mm. I honestly, I I f- kind of feel like they're trying to get rid of us and to turn our house into an Airbnb. What? I feel like I'm just I feel like that's what they're doing.
2: I could see that being a good business move. I will fight them. <laughs> I, I mean, fight. Them. I'm not saying I like it.
0: I I really don't like but living there. The but
2: whole Airbnb thing is pretty. Yeah. I don't, I Popular. don't mind.
0: I, I like, I like living there, but I mean, I don't like living there. I don't like my neighbors, but um, I, I, you've heard me rant about that crap, <laughs> but um, I can't afford right now. I can't afford it. We have some super big like trips planned next year. Nice. <laughs> so I'm focused on that. Nice. Um. So yeah, anyways, but other than that, man, I just played some gigs and I played a wedding. It was freezing cold outside and I feel like I, relapsed and got sick again dang it and then i played with marcel last night Woo! so dope i missed that dude he's awesome yeah it was a fun gig and um i'm playing with him all week i don't have to use my actual drums once this whole week dang just playing all eddie v gigs even saturday
2: no weddings even nothing oh man so grateful that's a fun week
0: tuesday wednesday uh saturday and sunday nice Thank goodness. Dude, can you imagine if I didn't have those gigs? I would, be, I would have no money this week. I'd be back to driving Lyft or Uber Blech. or something. Teaching. I guess teaching would be going, coming through. But um, So, yeah, man. Anyways, Funky Phil. Yeah. So, wait. What did you get for Black Friday? Well. A new fryer?
2: No. Uh, I ordered some Tom Mikes. Really? Yes. Huh. What kind? Audix? No. So it's a a brand that isn't really known that much. It's called Aventone Pro, Mm -hmm. but I've got their kick mic, and I'm a big fan of it. Nice. It's, like, really well made. Is that the red one? Yeah. Yeah. Really well made. The mount is not made out of plastic. Nice. It has, like, an isolation thing, so it's, like, hanging in rubber bands, basically. It's, like, a mini isolation thing. And, um, yeah, I ordered the Tom mics, because I like, I'm a big fan of the kick mic, and Mm. From what I read, the Tom mics have got like a. They're bigger. They've got a bigger <coughs> diaphragm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and they're supposed to be able to capture lower frequencies. You know how people are always putting kick drum mics on floor toms? Yeah. So they should be able to get those lows nice. without using a kick mic. That's cool. Dang. And if, I like their mount. I don't like the plastic mounts, dude. No. I like their mounts are, are metal and they're
0: like. You would
2: hate. I can my tell mounts. they're not going to break, and
0: I got the cheapest mounts you could afford, like the cheapest ones I could afford, and they're just all made out of plastic, and they're just wanting to strip. Yeah, it's garbage. But I just, I just, I don't have like a really crazy setup. I just have like a, I just, I, I think I have like Audix Tom and snare mics. Those then, are good. And then, um, I just got what I could find or what I had, and I just, I, it's like I'm not really recording on them.
2: I'm still waiting on a snare mic to. P- I got to pick. One. I don't like the way most snare mics sound. They don't, I hate. They don't sound like a damn snare drum. No,
0: and when you put it on top, it really doesn't sound like a snare drum.
2: Yeah, it so, sounds
0: like you get like
2: the initial thud and then like the overtone ring. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, like I, everything. Even I feel the, like even the SM57, which everyone raves about, I don't yeah. feel like sounds like. It doesn't <coughs> sound like my damn snare drum.
0: <coughs> it doesn't. I feel like having a condenser or something out front would be better.
2: That's, you know, I heard one that I really liked. I like listened to some audio clips of uh Bayer dynamic one mm-hmm. that um, uses, it's a condenser mic for the snare yeah. or for, they make it for all the drums, but uh, it sounded, it sounded like, like a snare, snare drum. Snare. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't tune my snare and use the specific head for it to just sound like a Timbali on, you know. Yeah. I hate that anyways um all right we're gonna have to pick up on that later because carlos verdugo is coming up Woo! oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah what's up drum brigade yeah that voice you hear we got a special guest funky phil yes once we again do. man this i mean we're, <laughs> it's crazy we got a really special guest though mm-hmm. dude's from from man i here. i, I'm,
3: I... I'm really stoked to be on here, man. Thank you guys so much for uh, thinking about me and having me on the podcast. Of
0: course, man. Of course, that voice you hear plays with Sublime with Rome. Used to play with Tribal scenes. I don't. Do you still play with them, or is that that that's old news? No,
3: I I, I don't play with them anymore. Okay. I've been with Sublime with Rome for about three years, okay. and uh, yeah, so that's my my main gig. I stay really really busy with these guys.
0: Sweet and uh fellow podcaster fellow vessel drummer phil yeah. oh boy oh boy you, <laughs> <laughs> it's the one it's the only carlos verdugo Silos. what's up man yo yo <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude thank you so man, much again for once, coming on once again yeah dude i'm super stoked man.
3: <laughs> um you know i know you phil i've known you for for a little bit here and and i'm just to finally make this connection yeah. yeah
0: us too man us too thank you for coming on so how's everything going with you right now man you you got a lot of stuff you're working on and a lot of touring and all kinds of stuff Man,
3: every everything everything is going great i just uh just got off the road we were we were on tour for feels like months well wow. it literally was months uh, about about three months on the road and then we had about a month of uh fly dates
1: Wow! And uh,
3: our last last show was out in uh, Japan. Cool. Did, um, nice. One show out there in uh, Okinawa for a bunch of military troops, mm-hmm. um, bunch of different branches of the, of the military, and then um, we flew to Tokyo and did a show in Shibuya, which was wow, super dope.
0: Dude, Japan is so awesome, man. I've only been once, but I can't wait to go again. Dude,
3: the culture out there is, is just so rad, man. The food. Yeah. You know, people just have have a you know, just a extreme appreciation for music.
0: Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's really cool. I think we know we know a lot of like similar guys. Um or similar guys. We know a lot of the same dudes, I think. A lot of the same, we got a lot of the same numbers, huh? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Because I, I used to play in the agri Lights for years, um, back in the day. So I know you know Yeah. Maybe man. you know Reggae Raj, Roger, the organ player. Dude
3: Roger, he's he's a big inspiration to me, man. He's, oh, really? he's a yeah, I mean just he's he makes great music, man, and I, I love his like little dub albums that he puts out and they're just they're super solid. Nice.
0: Yeah, he's he's one of the funniest guys I've ever known in my life, man. Dude is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, um, he's
3: actually he's playing with a uh, Long Beach dub. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah. So yeah, And then and, I, and I, I think, uh, yeah, Devin, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I know the Expander guys. I don't know if you know Cheeky's, um, but I play with oh, Cheekies yeah. a lot.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. He's a great bass player, and and uh, he's a really good friend of mine as well.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Cheeky's is another one of my, just one of my homies, man. We, like, I was just on a Planet Cruise gig with him um, a few weeks ago, and he's, he's another dude that's freaking hilarious, man. <laughs> you guys <laughs> were just... Just eating eating pancakes every day together, just kind of like <laughs> that's, living the
3: dream, or what? That's totally
0: him, dude. Eating pancakes and doing it for the lols, dude. That's what he always says. L O L. Yeah, man.
3: He's <laughs> he's a he's a great great dude, man. All those guys are awesome.
0: <laughs> right. On. And uh,
3: speaking of, speaking to awesome drummers, their their drummer um, Asher is is amazing yeah, for the Expanders.
0: That dude's pocket, man. That dude is like. I'm like, yeah, man, I play reggae. And then I hear him, and I'm like, bro, that fool. <laughs> We're, not worthy. Yeah, We're not worthy. So Jamaican, man. Like, how the heck? Like, I don't get it. So, yeah. dude. It's, I mean, it.
3: you have to have a certain number of kids and a certain number of years behind a kit to even get close <laughs> to where Asher can be yeah. in the pocket for, for that groove, you know?
0: Crazy, man. It's crazy. I've seen him play... <laughs> Like, I've, 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 we've played together or whatever, like, on the, shared the stage, and I've, you know, I've set up my, like, my custom drums and my nice cymbals and all that stuff, and then I've seen him play, like, it looked like he just got it at a pawn shop or something, like, the worst drums (laughs) you can imagine, and they sound so good, and, like, it's, like, crazy, dude, it's so crazy, but, yeah.
3: Dude, so, so now that we're on the, like, the word of other drummers, I just got to I just got to say a couple of my my um, my fellow drummers and friends and and uh, people that you should keep an eye out for. So, okay. um, Pete Pereda, of course, of the Offspring, he's oh, great. Nice. um Will Will from Body Count. We've um, got uh Joe Tomino from Dub Trio, nice. super dope. Um, I got a buddy who's in a reggae band called Ayaterra. His name's Tanner. He's Super up and coming and uh <laughs> a couple more buddies, uh Tosh and and uh Don Dizzle, man. These oh, these yeah. guys are all just amazing drummers and uh they're just, you know, part of the part of the whole reason that this whole drum is just moving forward, you know. All right.
0: That's the, that's what it's all about. That's what we're all about. I mean, we know we know a couple of those guys and they're friends of the show and friends of the brigade and all that, but um That's it, man. man. That's kind of what we're about, dude, is just keeping like drummers united and not like at each other's throats backstabbing for gigs and stuff and being like, dude, I just love what you do. like You love what I do. and (laughs) We we have something in common and that's dope, you know? So yeah, everybody's everybody's different
3: in their own way as a drummer. If you're a, you know, if you're a a session drummer or if you're, you know, like me, myself, I'm I'm, I call myself kind of like a band drummer, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. so, I'm I'm here. Like I want to be here for the band, yeah. You know? Because because there's no reason for me to try to be something different when when I when I'm playing as a as a unit, you know. Right, right. Well, it seems to be working. But I learned I learned that from I learned that from a from a lot of different drummers. You know, when when I was growing up, um, like Stuart Copeland, he was. He was my favorite drummer, you know, like, mm. hands down. Yeah. And uh, I was just, like, I was so adamant on just Stuart Copeland, like, no other drummers. Mm. And then um, my dad really got me into Billy Cobham. and oh, uh, yeah. Buddy Rich and, you know, older older drummers. And then I would come back to him and say, no, you got to check out Brooks Wackerman and Bill Stevenson, and, oh. um, you know, just all these different drummers. So, I mean, I just... I've got a love for drums and and just the community of drummers and just different styles
0: and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Man, that's great. That's it's, it's similar to me too. Like I was I was into Tim Herb Alexander, dude from Primus. <laughs> and oh, it's not it's dude. not it's like when you're a kid, it's like it's not funny, but it's like now I'm like, but why was I so into that dude, man? He's solid. He's solid. No, I know, but like, oh,
3: dude, my dad yeah, got me a piece of cheese. That was like my, my dad, like, like almost (laughs) like, like a a father would force his son to play baseball or something. Yeah. My dad was like forcing me to listen to that tape over and over (laughs) again. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) My dad was, my dad would pull out his records and be like, listen to this and put Billy Cobham on. And I'd be like, what? (laughs) Like, wait a minute. Where did you find this? You know? And like, that's how it started, you know? So that's, that's crazy. Yeah, he was
3: like almost, almost like the underdog, you know, to, yeah. to like Buddy Rich, you know, like uh-huh. Buddy Rich is so, so good and so uh, popular that, you know, a lot of, a lot of really great drummers kind of, you know, kind of
0: got pushed under the rug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like Buddy Rich and like Tony Williams were like taking over the world and then, but then there's, oh, it's like, yeah. Billy Cobham and like I don't, I don't know, there's some like some of the other drummers at that time, you know, like maybe Dave Garibaldi and like Steve Gadd or something. Like my my dad was like, "No, nah, listen to this," and it was like the music was always <laughs> like, "What is this music?" But it was like I just loved it, you know. I was just like I didn't know anybody well, that, could do that the on drums. Thing about, that's one of the really cool <laughs> thing about drums is is you know,
3: one one drummer could be one person's hero and then and then another person can argue with them until you know until the world ends. Yeah. Thinking that that's the best drummer, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's, it's so true. So what about you, man? Like, what are you, what are you working on these days? Like what, now that you're, you're home off a tour what's, what's next for you?
3: So I just been drumming a lot, man. And, and, uh, I'm working on, um, I've got a studio that I built last year Mm. and, uh, we've just been going through a lot of the technical, um, process of, of just, getting everything hooked up and getting, you know, everything run and, and, uh, troubleshooting. And so it's been like, it's been, you know, I feel like the last couple of months I've just been grinding, trying to get this studio dialed in so I can, um, fulfill my dreams, you know, yeah. what's, <laughs> what's some your, of my dreams are.
0: What's your plan I, for I, the I wanna studio? Have,
3: like? I want to ha- have some bands come in here and, and, uh, and you know, do a couple songs and uh do interviews and and i'm gonna be doing a a podcast as well
0: okay and uh
3: just just getting it all dialed in you know and and i want to record tracks
0: that's That's cool
3: one of my main things that's dope man we've got some pretty some pretty good equipment in here and uh once we can really get everything hooked up and and start doing tracks then i'll be able to really dial in figure out exactly what i need and and, uh, so it's just a, you know, just trial and error right now.
0: You know <laughs> that this is like, it's a slippery slope that never ends, right? <laughs> like, like yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is where we're but, at too, man. We're just constantly like, dude, I need a new camera. I need it. We were just talking about it before you got on. Um, I need yeah, new the microphones is that,
3: that you're constantly stepping up and, um, that's, that's all you can do is just constantly try to up your game in, in life, or whatever it be, you know, whether it be, you know, making tacos or, or um, <laughs> making an album. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. That's cool, man. It's, um, it's, it's, I think it's great. Whenever I meet a drummer that is also, um, I don't know what the right word is, but like ambitious in other, other areas, you know, like you're already successful in touring and playing with a successful band and, and you have an image and you have a thing that you do and it's cool. But then to like, be like, no, I'm not going to just settle in there and just be that. I'm just going to like step it up in another way. And like, that's the same, it's the same way we are where it's like, Hey, you know, I've done a lot of touring in my, you know, in my career and a lot of gigs and I play full time and I teach and, but it's like, man, I want to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That's why we started a podcast and you know, we want to do drum videos and vlogs and stuff like that. So it's cool. Exactly. That That's super
3: important for me too, is to, I really want to start coming out with um videos I, I barely have any videos online yeah. of, of what I've done, mm. so i mean it'll it'll be really cool for me to be able to like break down some of these songs I just recorded on off the last album and uh maybe play some other songs and just um you know just kind of showing people what I do and and uh not being afraid to to show tips and and any secret that I know because you know that's cool. My secret's not not safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to I'm trying to spread the love and and uh, you know hope someone does the same with me. Is, you know yeah, it's all about just learning from each other and and stepping up, constantly stepping up.
0: I feel like that's a lot in a lot of ways. That's how we've gotten to where we're at too. Like all of us as drummers, you know, um, from taking a little bit of this or a little bit of that, whether it's our teacher or somebody we're influenced by or music that we listen to. But people sharing, you know, I've learned, I've learned so much more from people sharing little gems with me, you know, than me like taking a lesson with them or like going to school or, you know, I learned a lot being on the road or whatever, but like some of my dad's friends, you know, where they're just like, Hey, you know, like these jazz greats or whatever being like, Hey, try this. And it's like taking my playing to another level where I'm like, dude, something so simple, you know, and I I want to be able to do that with people too. You know, like you said, so really yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah,
3: I had a, a a friend growing up that that really helped me a lot. His his name's Marco, and and uh, he's also a vessel vessel drummer.
0: Cool. But
3: he taught me a lot about reggae. You know. Yeah. And uh, when I first started playing reggae, I was I was probably a horrible reggae drummer just because mm-hmm. I was so into punk rock and and just like just go, 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 that, that <laughs> it took me a lot to, to really kind of like take a breath and kind of slow down and right. chill out a little bit, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been there too. Um, so that was, that was one of the questions I had. Um, we have, so we have some listener questions and then I have a, a question that I was, I was wondering too. Um, yeah, so, yeah. um, so before we get to listener questions, it's pertaining to what you just said about playing reggae and and stuff like that, I'm you know I consider myself a reggae and ska drummer first, even though I play a lot oh, of different yeah. styles of music. But um, we're I think we're a lot a very very different in our styles in our approaches. And so um, not not that there's a comparison because I I really appreciate like what you do too. I feel like you're very solid um but like yeah but, we're we're two we're
3: we're two different spectrums of of reggae
0: you know right and but but the thing is that's cool is i feel like i have a i we both have a punk background that that kind of lends um our, like to it, it it contributes to our sound like maybe the aggression or like the the energy that we bring to the style of music yeah um exactly but so for you, especially playing a lot of specifically like Cali reggae, that like swung shuffled kind of rocker style groove. Um, you know, like the first person, I feel like the guy who invented that style, um, was Marshall back in the day playing with long beach dub all stars. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I never, when I was growing up before sublime, I never heard that style of, you know, that kind of, some of the,
3: a lot of the older, a lot of the older sublime stuff
0: had that, that shuffle.
3: Yeah. You know? So and like, so I think I, between him, uh, between, uh, Marshall and, uh, bud
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, they created, they created that sound, you know? I mean, it, I'm, I'm not sure exactly who did it who, first, which, right? Which was the one, but, yeah. um, all I know is that was pops was a drummer, uh, mm-hmm. Eric, the bass player, Eric Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, his pops was a drummer, and um he taught he taught Bud how to play wow, I guess and uh Eric was telling me that his pops would always say like even if you're playing like a straight beat, mm-hmm. it's always good to put some some swing into it you know yeah. into the hat, and so I think that's like he kind of took that, and like <laughs> I mean that's just my perspective of it right. but but I mean there's no other no other drummers that were really doing that playing that style yeah you know?
0: and, and that's the, that's what's so it's so what i'm saying is um you know that that's not it's 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 so like you have those like 80s or 70s tracks that started getting that swingy you know like trap beat not trap beat but like kind of that open snare rockers kind of feel but but this yeah. whole thing like this style you know that the, the style that you that you're playing with you know with sublime with rome and and all that stuff is now developed into this whole new genre of reggae and i think people always ask me this like what are your thoughts on that and they think that i'm going to be negative about it and i'm like why would i be negative about it this is like Bringing the music that I love, first of all, to the masses. Now this is its own genre. People all over the world are playing this style of music and this style of reggae and this style <laughs> of drumming. Yeah, and it's its own thing now. And like, it's something that, of course, for you to play it on, you know, you're playing with the biggest bands in this like Cali reggae genre. I don't know if that's like a a term that you guys like acknowledge, or you're just like, nah, it's not what it is. We just play reggae or whatever. I don't know, but I'm just saying. I think it's really cool that you've <laughs> I, I like know what you're saying, yeah. you've like mastered this sound and this feel that is very difficult to play. And that is now it is it is like one of the genres of reggae. You know, it's like yeah, it's, it's, it's a trippy. feel. It's so cool, no, be- man. Before before I was in Kingsman Charniable Seeds for
3: eleven years mm. and um I played um like most of our beats were we more straight reggae. Okay. Like, uh, like, um, like kick snare, uh, kick snare hat, but like, it was <laughs> like more of a straight, straight rhythm on the hi-hat. Uh-huh. Like, like, you know, mm. like kind of more like the steel pulse, kind of like, like kind of militant. Yeah. Style, okay. You know? Yeah. And so, um, I love I, steel pulse, I, man. Um, when I, yeah, grizzly. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I when I first started with with um with Sublime or or started learning the songs or with Sublime with Rome,
1: uh-huh.
3: um, started learning all the songs. I was like, "Holy sh! This is or excuse <laughs> excuse me." <laughs> That's all go. good. <laughs> so I, I was thinking, I was thinking, this is like it, <laughs> it was really difficult for me to pick up at first, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I I I first started playing it like the first maybe a couple songs that were, like, real fast, like, swingy. Like, I was using two hands. Yeah. You know? And then I, would like, started to break it down and, you know, watch videos and, and just, like, fully dive into it three months every day playing all Sublime songs, just, like, racking myself to try to learn this so I can get this gig, you know? Right. And, uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, I've, you know, I've, pulled it off and now it's you know, now I can do it right just because I do it do it all the time it's but.
0: it's funny when you get into you know you you do this now this is your gig and you're you're so used to playing that and that and people you know that that's like people say that's your sound or whatever but for people on the outside it's such a unique way of, a style of playing you know first of all it being Jamaican music it people are like already thrown off by that like rock drummers or jazz drummers I don't know about you, but I get that all the time, like I don't know how you play that stuff, man, and I'm just like, dude, it's just like it's what I listen to and it's what it's I grew up listening style. to, yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, but um, but then, like that style specific is like man it's it's so it's so unique in it, but it's it's really cool how that has flourished into this this thing now where it's it's this is this is like the sound, you know, this is the. I don't know what you call it, like the new generation of reggae, and it's its own genre, and, and there's so many bands that are are doing it now, and it's very cool, man. It's it's cool how it's grown, and it's keeping the yeah, music that we love alive. You know, definitely
3: a, it's definitely be, become uh, quite a movement. You know that, that um, when I first uh, started with uh, Tribal Seeds, mm-hmm. I mean, reggae was like it was, it was getting like it was getting kind of resurgence, but there wasn't that many reggae bands around you know right yeah
0: so very cool well um all right let's move on to listener questions all right here we go yeah drum brigade podcast yeah episode 50 episode 64 drum brigade podcast Corey kingston funky phil carlos verdugo on the line with us just you know, just Oops. chatting about touring the world, playing with Sublime. You know, it's just not a big deal, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got some questions here. <coughs> um, you can uh, you can answer them or you cannot. Um, we can answer some if uh, we only have a few, but um, we can answer one we'll just, of these on our like together. Like all of us can take our turns answering. Yeah, those, but, it,
3: it's all good. I'm I'm down to answer whatever. Okay, I can even say no if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, This one comes from tribal lock stock uh, or I don't know how to say it, but it's tribal lock S T O C H. All right. It says, uh, thankful I got to see you once last time in Charlotte with tribal Seed or tribal summer of 2016. So I guess that was just a comment. Um, and he said, uh, you don't have to answer if you don't want, but why did you leave tribal seeds?
3: (laughs) So just to, (coughs) to answer the <laughs> the question. Um I left Tribal Seeds because um you know, I, I just felt it was it was time for me to kinda transition to something new and um and uh I was just really excited to kinda get into a new place because, you know, things were just kinda we we were working on new stuff and, and just it just felt right to to kind of
0: move on. It was the know? time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was time yeah. to open a new chapter and, in your but life. It's,
3: but, but it's no bad blood. You know, I've, I've got a uh, still friends with all the guys and, and uh, I still live with Shams, the bass player and cool. We're really good friends. And, and uh, so, you know, it was just a, it was just felt like the right time for me to transition. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just, that's kind of that's what it is is, yeah yeah exactly
0: (laughs) yeah we've all been there i mean i've you know i've had to quit bands and people are like how could you and i'm like man it's just it's just what needs to happen sorry
3: yeah (laughs) yeah and and i mean it's you know you never know what could happen in the future you know who knows maybe i'll record the next tribal seeds album or something yeah but but i mean it's it's that's that's how like (laughs) we're we're cool you know It's, it's not like we're they're like never going to talk to me again or something like that. Or I'm never going to talk to them. It's just, you know, it felt right. And it was, felt like the right transition for me. And so, so I pursued it,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that's all you need to know. Lock, stock or whatever your name is. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no, I'm just kidding. Did you make, um, so when you, when you made that decision, did you make a lot of changes like as far, like, so when I quit, I quit a band, I, last time I quit like a major touring band that I was with, I I had to make like a lot of different changes and I s I switched I switched like cymbal companies, I switched drum companies. I was like, I just need a new chapter in my life. I need to change my image and like not be when, associated uh, with this band anymore.
3: When I when I decided to move on, um the first thing I did was I found them
0: a drummer. and oh, yeah.
3: I got them hooked up with uh zeb he's a uh, great oh, drummer
0: yeah i know zeb dude and,
3: and so um so i felt like I, I rolled out pretty honorably um and pretty seamlessly mm. by by not leaving on a tour or anything like that i gave him gave him months notice and it was um it was the best that i feel like i could have left um being a being an honorable person and and uh, respecting the people that I was making music with for, you know, 11 years.
0: That's cool, man. That's good. That's good. Um, it's like, that's, that's, what is, what am I trying to say, Phil? It's, it's,
2: it's very honorable. Very honorable. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Yeah. that's Yeah. Very, yeah, very, I, honorable.
0: yeah I mean, you never, you never want to burn
1: bridges, you know, yeah.
3: especially to people that you love and, and your friends and stuff like that. And so, you know, I mean, just sometimes you got to move on and, and, That was my decision, and that's where I rocked it, you know? That's cool. (laughs) But, you know, what? it really, when I (laughs) was making that decision, it really changed my drumming career because it put me on my toes, you know? Yeah. And it really made me, you know, put my my whole life into drumming, you know?
0: Ah. So were you not... I, I mean... Were you not full time when you were playing with them, or was it like when only when you're no, on tour? I, I,
3: I was, I was, I was full time. I was playing full time, but but just the just the amount of music that I had to learn, uh, nice. getting with the new guys,
0: yeah, okay. and the
3: the new new style I had to jump into because it was completely different style, yeah. Um, it really, it really made me go, oh man, can I do this? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's just, it just shows that you, you, if you just put your mind to something and just practice and practice and practice, mm. then you can get where you need to go, you know?
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, all right, next question here. Um, this is from, now I definitely don't know how to say this guy. It looks like Rept. okay, <laughs> R-E-P-T-I-L-E-R-Y guy, G-U-Y reptile guy. All right. Uh, It says, what was your favorite shows of 2019? Be well, brother. Favorite show of Um, 2019 favorite shows of 2019. We can all answer this one too, if you want. I think he only really wants to know your favorite shows. though. He could care less about favorite show that I
3: favorite show that I went to, or like we played.
0: I'm pretty sure. I think he's thinking what your favorite show that you played or favorite shows that you played this year. (laughs) <laughs> uh, um,
3: Japan was really, really cool. Um, gosh, I mean, Red Rocks was awesome. I mean, nice. just the, I mean, we're, we're gone this whole summer, just playing pretty much six to seven days a week, and just like on the grind, you know? So Dude. it was like, it was a great time, you know? And, and, you know, we're barbecuing every day and, and <laughs> just really enjoying life.
0: With, Bro, playing uh, Red Rocks. Freaking, I'm that's I'm, awesome. I'll be honest, I'm a little jealous, just a little, <laughs> just a little. No, <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm, I'm sure you'll play there.
0: <laughs> I've played there before, but I wasn't headlining. But I was, I played there, it was the best show of my life, best sound of my life, just amazing. But yeah, that, that place that is unreal. Has a, a, a
3: great vibe to it, and, and uh, it's got some serious history. Yeah, you know, when you walk, walk in the back, you see all the pictures of uh, and all the list of all the bands that have played there it's like it's you really it really makes you kind of sit back and go like wow this is something a lot bigger than than you can even fathom," you know yeah
0: yeah that place is i man just incredible i i i remember sound checking and i didn't i wasn't wearing in-ears and i just like i just the acoustics of that place was i've never heard oh, yeah, my drums the, sound like hit that the snare, hit the snare hit the snare it's just like Huge, yeah, know? amazing. Um Funky Phil, what was your favorite show of this year? Oh,
2: man. I don't know. I guess um in the summer right, it was the summer. I was on on the road with um with Cassie and them <coughs> and uh, we we flew back to play at the VA house at the main the big stage outside. Mm oh and, yeah and um preston hooked up a drum kit and cymbals for me and stuff
0: sorry we have, nice. a, and we nice. have a bell anytime anybody mentions vessel drums because phil yeah. loves vessels so much so if you keep hearing <laughs> that that's what it is
2: but yeah that was that was a lot of fun just <laughs> flying into town to play one show yeah and having like some awesome drums and cymbals that's ready cool. for me and uh and it was it was just a fun sh- a big fun show yeah. outside and that was probably my favorite one.
0: Man, you played some great shows with with Cassie this year. Nam earlier of the year.
2: Yeah, Nam was a lot of fun. We're gonna be we're gonna be on the main stage this Dang, year. Dang, dude, a on big one.
3: So, <laughs> look out. So <laughs> when um when are they gonna have the the Tupac hologram out so you can like play play a song with him? So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're already playing that groove. Dude, oh that man! Seven, oh, seven, I, do I get my prize too for guessing <laughs> that? <laughs> it's funny that people are like guessing that one, with, which doesn't want the one I would guess. I would have, I would have thought they were guessing the time, but that's cool. Did uh, <coughs> did
3: you guys saw that I commented last night? Right, I was yeah. first comment. I didn't
0: know that was you. I thought that was another guy, but yeah, dude, so we'll, we'll hook me. it up. That's me. She she loves drums. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll hook it up then. We'll hook it up. We gotta look through <laughs> our little bag of yeah, just- tricks. Our bag of gifts. I mean, give me a
3: little prize pack or something. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Dominic got the original, so it's like both of you guys won. I'm like, dang it, two prizes. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> no, That's not <all> good. <laughs> um, what? Uh, go ahead. What was
3: your favorite show that you played?
0: Um, man, I can't really remember. Man, there's like, it's kind of a blur. I played a lot of just basic like work gigs this year. Not, I didn't do any tours this year. I just did like flyouts. If I was traveling, so work, work gigs, what's that? Well, like (laughs) corporate gigs, restaurant gigs, wedding gigs. Like, dude, when I'm home, I'm like hustling, like a madman on like the worst gigs you can imagine. (laughs) Um,
3: Hey, but so you're sharpening your, uh, your tool every time
0: you, you play, you know, I think, um, I'm trying to think, man, let's see. I, This, this salty dog cruise, like I just, just did a few weeks ago was really fun, but a lot of these gigs now isn't really about like the moment on stage. It's like kind of about like my, my vibe, like my hangout. So I think I did like a Chicago date with Hepcat and, um, it was just like, I just got to roam around the, the city all day and like hang out. And I don't know why I really love, I love that. I just felt like I was like traveling and doing my thing um, the way that I yeah, wanted Chicago's to do That was great. Yeah. And so that was, the shows weren't like the best shows of my life, but I just felt like I had a lot of fun on that trip. And then the same thing with the salty dog cruise, the shows were really, the shows were really fun. It's always, I always have a blast playing with Hepcat, but um, I got to bring my wife. And so hanging out with her, like we just got like a little vacation out of it and, I don't know man, something about this cruise was just so much fun man. They just they really took a well good care of us. And um I just I don't know, we could do whatever we want. Like I barely played. I played two shows over like 4 days and the rest of the time was just vacation. So I I think that's like off the top of my head, I think that's probably my favorite like weekend type of thing. Other than that though, I don't Pretty know. dope. Yeah, I I had some earlier gigs in the year, but I can't really remember like Nothing's jumping out like, dude, that was like, I definitely this year, I definitely had some moments where I'm, I'm trying to like, not like work through getting burnt out. You know what I mean? Like I'm 41 years old and I've been playing for a long time and I'm not trying to sound like the old, you know, crotchety freaking jazz guy, but (laughs) you got at least, you got at least half your life left, man. Come on. No, I know. I'm just saying like, I don't want to get burnt out on what I love doing. And so I've been really like trying to be mentally conscious of that. Like
2: appreciate the moment
0: when you're on stage and you're vibing and like the crowd is vibing with you. And like, I want to think about that and be like, man, I'm really happy to be in this moment right now, you know? And so I had a lot of those moments this year where I was like, this is the level that I want to be doing this at. This is like the stage I want to be doing this on you know, and this is how I wanna be playing. Everything is working and like I don't want to forget this moment. But I can't think of it right offhand, so sorry. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Um Dope, dope. Yeah. Sounds like we both we all three had a had a good year. You know. We're not we're not oh, playing yeah. at Red Rocks, Carlos, all right, but we're still we're happy, all right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not, not this year. Not <laughs> this year, not this year. But yet yeah, next year we're coming. All right. So I I'm super stoked, man. I'm
3: I'm actually uh I'm actually going to be dropping um, a, a new line of different hot sauces next year. What,
0: <laughs> dude?
3: Yeah, so I've been i I've been, uh, I've been yeah. perfecting my craft for like the last two this years. This is what I'm saying. Hot, I love so hot making sauce. like some some crazy hot sauces, bro. But, so I'm, I'm making a. I'm going to be doing um, hot sauces, like barbecue sauces and marinades and stuff like that, and like dry ropes. And dude. you know, I'm just going to. Have a little little side company that um, that I can uh, like share with with some of you guys like my recipes and stuff. That, like that. is so dope. dude! I I love to cook, man, and we're, we're sponsored by uh, Traeger Grills. Oh, nice! And those guys like those guys hooked us up for summertime, and so we, we were pretty much every day just like cooking wow. all this gourmet food and stuff. Oh, man. And it, it's way better than than a pizza or or a, you know. McDonald's burgers after a right. show or something like that. You know, it's like, it's so nice to be doing it like that. And, and, uh, it was, it was really cool. You know, I think really.
0: it's so cool that, dude, there's nothing that holds you back. You're just like, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to do this now.
2: Dude, I want to buy, I want to <laughs> buy some hot sauce. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Phil loves cooking,
0: too.
3: I've had my, my, my company for about six years. And, wow. uh, it's called, uh, Driven to Protect Culture, uh, D2PC. Uh, and uh, we, um, we're about to release uh, five new toys with sunglasses and a bunch of a whole new line of, of gear Dope. coming up here clo- real close to Christmas. Very so cool. I'll have to send you guys a box of, of some gear so you guys can rock it. Bro,
0: I was just going to say, you ever want to just, like, you know, hook up the brigade? <laughs> just let us know. We're here for you, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's, we'll, it's on. We'll
0: totally. We'll, we'll shout it out, though, and, like, friggin promote it too man that's yeah dope. keep it in the keep it in the brigade you know like it's all about drummers doing other things i think it's so dope heck yeah
3: do it exactly
0: man I'm, I'm, and do that
3: I, I, I would be um, i'd be really stoked if i could uh shout out a couple of my my um companies that really like really get my back of course so um <sighs> of course uh, vessel drums you know the, these guys have been with them since April two thousand eight. There I you go. In. Another another. Bing, Bing, Bing. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Um, uh, <laughs> I just uh, I recently got endorsed by uh, Piesty Symbols. Oh, so, so I'm super super stoked on on their cymbals and and uh, you know I've, I used to play the cymbals when I was a little kid and and uh, like I said Stuart Copeland's always been one of my favorites and Damn, and he's with yeah. Piesty and and uh, a lot of other drummers that I really respect are, are with them nice um, and then uh, I've been with Vader for a few years now heck yeah and I'm about to about to come out with some new uh, signature sticks with those guys what Bruh. so still so to put those out heck then, yeah uh, JH uh, Jerry Har- Harvey Audio for, for my in-ears and then um, Aquarian Drumheads for, oh, for the drum yeah heads.
0: gets a big thing. Aquarian gets a big, <laughs> gets a big yeah we love aquarium and then, Phil play aquarium. You, know,
3: you know what I really need though is I've been looking for a, a throne endorsement. So if you guys have any suggestions or um, like any of the listeners have a throne company that they think is really cool, I want to check it out.
0: I'm i I'm surprised you if you're playing those bigger bigger like um, you know like amphitheater style places you you should check out the. Um, what is that company called? Something in Cooley. Uh, the butt kicker ones, right? Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're uh, they're called. I think they call them the bum chum.
3: <laughs> no, there's there's a there's a, a name for that company, right? Yeah, it's something
0: a, in Cooley. Um,
3: uh, no, not Noble and. Uh, not Noble and Cooley. It's something something,
0: something else though. Here, here, yeah,
3: maybe up. the listeners can help us out with that, too, because we're like three drummers who don't even know like, yeah. what the biggest <laughs> uh, butt-kicker drum company is. <laughs> um, here, I got it right here, I think. Yeah, look it up. I, I know what the
0: logo looks like. Oh, no, like. not like... Cooley. Porter and Davies. Porter and Davies, yeah. Porter gotcha. and Davies, yeah. That's the best yep. thing ever. I Phil know. I edit. have like a little... Oh, is that the There's thing like that a little vibrates that comes with it, right? Stop calling it vibrates, Phil. It's a vibrator. No throne,
2: <laughs> dude. <laughs> but I, I
0: heard if you put those things,
3: turn those things up too much when you play, that that they can really, yeah, uh, like injure your spine.
0: I heard that it can like rumble, like it could. You could like kind of go to the bathroom on your stomach because it can oh rumble. My God, oh so, so if, you just, if, <laughs>
3: if you just start like, if you just start like playing too tough or something, like, yeah. <laughs> it just it just happens.
0: it just happens. <laughs> so, but, you know sometimes you got to just go with it and I, just
3: i know this is this is kind of off the subject a little bit <laughs> but but i think it's a really cool story that that you guys want to hear so <laughs> when i was 20 years old one of my first shows with uh tribal seeds we we're playing with fishbone nice and uh, i love love, love fishbone, fishbone.
0: i love
3: fishbone. so like a kid growing up you know, I was super into punk rock and so so we were playing with Fishbone and I'm just like overly stoked, you know? Mm. So we go to play, um, we play our set and right before uh, or we get off the ship uh, stage and, and uh we we're playing right before Fishbone and their manager came up to me and I happen to know him from, from somewhere just in, in the music scene and uh he asked me if they could use my drum kit. And, and I was like, I was honored, you know. I'm like, yeah, of course you use my drum kit. So they're playing, you know, and and uh, it was at Cane's down in San Diego, mm. and uh, I'm up on the balcony, and I'm watching them play, just like, just like these guys are, you know, the best. Yeah. And uh, so the the drummer stands up, and it wasn't Fish; it was a guy who was playing like in his place or something like no, that.
0: Pride John
3: the. I, I, I can't remember his name, yeah.
0: but he stands
3: up,
1: he stands up, and
3: he's, like, got his ha- arms over his head, and he's, like, like pumped up, and, and uh, he sits down real quick, and I'm like, dude, he had some short shorts on, you know, it's <laughs> kind of weird. And he stands up again, and, like, some people move out of the way, and he's butt naked. Oh, no. My God. He's, on your drum, play, He's playing butt naked. He's playing on my throne. Oh. oh my friend My brand new, my dad just bought it for me. It was like a pork pie, like right when those pork pie drones came out. Was it a leather
2: one at least? So you could wipe it off, or was it like fabric?
0: No, no, it was the the super one. Oh (laughs) Oh my god, dude! No,
2: no, No. dude!
3: I I was, dude, it broke my heart, dude. It was just like, I, you know, I was like on on a high, like on a high, like you'd never think, like from like. Like yeah, I'm playing with fishbone, and then just like as soon as I saw you know him stand up and his wiener hitting my snare drum, oh. I was I just, I, I just like, I just, I just, I just, I lost it, dude. So, oh my
0: god, that's full. So after the
3: show, after the show, I, I, I was pissed, dude. I went up to him and like, dude why would you do that, you know? And, yeah. and uh the guys in the band were all laughing and everyone was just, it was a big joke. And, and, uh, my buddies were laughing at me and it was, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude. and so, so we got done and I'm like breaking down my drums, and, and, uh, I, I took my throne and I went outside and like threw it in the trash can. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and, and my pops, my pops is like, he's like, what are you doing? Mijo? He's like, he's like, we can wash it or something, you know? And I'm, I'm like, no, pops, we're not going to wash it. You know dude. that thing's going to the trash. Especially but, with fishbone, like, dude. <laughs> he's like, well, at least just he's just keep the metal part. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I, I kept the bottom part, and I went to Guitar Center with Walk of Shame in there, and and uh, asked for a new top. Oh my gosh. Part <sighs> and, uh,
0: <laughs> Dude, note to self: Dude. You ever open for Fishbone, do not Who let them back your kit, bro. Well, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't. play for, me for, <laughs> for, for now. Dude, and, that's uh, so. That's that's so Fishbone, though. That's just <laughs> so them. And
3: we we played with them like at, at Red Rocks like two years ago. Yeah, and uh, and Eric, my buddy, he's like he knows the guys pretty well, and since we play a Fishbone song. Live, we uh-huh. play skanking to the Beat uh-huh. He's he's like He's like, is it okay if uh, The drummer from uh Plays that song with us
1: tonight? Dude, I would have been like, nope <laughs> And, <laughs>
3: and I, was, I was like Oh my god like, Dude, he knew the story too, you know So I just, I kind of was like If you want him to play, that's all good And he went and asked him And, and uh, the dude was like, Fish, he had no clue He's like uh-huh. He had no clue because it wasn't him
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I would let fish play my drums, but yeah. No. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I was
3: going to let the other dude play my drums, but I was like, you just have to use your own throne, you know? <laughs> smart. <laughs>
0: Very smart. Very smart, dude. Oh, my gosh. Dude. That's not helpful. It's, yeah, it's freaking, that's so messed up. Oh, my gosh. It sucks, basically, <laughs> is the word. It's oh, freaking horrible, dude. But that's a great story. <laughs> hey, but, yeah, but not to end on a bad
3: note, you know, because it's not like, it's not like it was a bad note. It was just like, it was like a really funny note you know I yeah mean, like you got to have some serious cojones to be able to do that you know oh my god just roll yeah. up on some some little kids drums and just
0: you know <laughs> bro like how the disrespect it's just i would be so mad like no no
2: you, yeah that's so no yes. like <laughs> butt cracks sweat all over that oh thing my it's, god. Like a, it's like it's like step brothers you know
0: yeah oh yeah exactly exactly dude that is it's not funny (laughs) that is crazy man that Uh, is that makes me mad a little bit (laughs) but yeah dude no but
3: it's 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 funny yeah (laughs) it's funny
0: dude that's a story that'll be you know yeah it'll live it'll live on (laughs) like what yeah i
3: could tell my grandkids that
0: i think we have a show title phil (laughs) um yeah naked drummers on your throne or something um we'll have to figure that out dude that is that's crazy all right let's jump on the wheel of death oh man we've had some great stories on this show this that was definitely one of them so dude
1: Crazy. (laughs) Wheel of death,
0: just random questions. We'll ask a few. We only got a few more minutes with you if that's cool. Shoot. here we go. (sighs) Uh who was the last person that made you nervous? Um Rob Cavallo. Rob Cavallo. I don't think I know him. Yeah. He's uh
3: he's a I mean it it sounds kind of weird like that he made me nervous but it was uh he's a very famous producer and um when we uh we went to this studio for this last album Mm. i mean he did he did like green day dookie and and just some like really really famous albums cool and um and uh so me going into that session i practiced really really hard and uh you know i was I was pretty nervous because it was my first album with the guys, and um and I knew that if I wasn't to go in there and absolutely kill it, yeah, that it would be really easy for them to get a session drummer and to session it out, you know, yeah, yeah, so that was that was the last time I was like really like in my heart, like just going. Oh man, you know, I really hope I can get this. But I mean, just I really practiced hard, and and uh, when I got in there, it was like after the first track, like all the nervousness dropped because that's cool. He was they were really cool, and and they really they were like, oh man, we we didn't know how it was going to be. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good, you know. That's cool. It's like a big sigh of relief, you know.
0: Yeah, I hate I hate feeling like that in the studio. I want to just kill it every time you know i'm like it's, it sucks <laughs> yeah but that, that, that's kind head. of a
3: learning lesson just to kind of like kind of just relax but you know go in there really prepared and, right. and know your songs you know know your know, know what you're gonna do you know don't be in the studio wasting people's time you know
0: exactly funky phil who's the last person that made you nervous besides me just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh, i don't know i got i probably
2: james east really <laughs> Yeah, just some nicest I,
0: guy in the world. I know, but
2: he's so good and I just like you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, he's so good and so seasoned and yeah. I am sure he can detect any flaws in my pocket any time like I'm like
0: that. he's not like that at I, I, all. I,
2: it's just one of those dudes that I mean he's not, I know he's not like that. Yeah. It's it's all in my own head, but <laughs> he that's probably the last of you know yeah. <coughs> I'm just constantly critiquing myself <laughs> pretending I'm James critiquing me in my own head, Dude. you know? Even though he's probably not thinking anything can, like that. Yeah, he doesn't care. Um,
0: <laughs> I think for me, uh, dude, honestly, okay, I have two. Um, Thomas Lang made me nervous coming on the show. Oh, yeah. I was, I was nervous a few weeks in advance. Like, I don't know what to talk to this guy about. Like, he's in a different world as far as like drumming. And like, he's still, it, end, it always ends up the same, though. He's still just a drummer. And talking about just talking tattoos. about drum, Just talking about some girl that got her friggin' private area tattooed with his face. <laughs>
3: oh my god. That was another
0: epic, epic story on the drum <laughs> podcast, dude. <laughs> um but I think the last one was uh on that on that cruise I was just on. Steve Caballero was on there. He's like from the original Bones Brigade and um skate pro skater. And I just watched oh, yeah. him skate my whole life. And so meeting him in person was like, I couldn't miss the opportunity to like grab a picture and say hello and tell him about the Bones Brigade. Yeah. He's so cool. And I mean, it was like, I had nothing to be nervous about, but it was like, I was just pretty nervous. Like, Oh man, there's Steve Caballero. (laughs) Um, that's crazy. I I saw Taylor Hawkins,
3: uh, um, when we played Caboo recently and, and, uh, I went to, to go take a picture with him. I was with my wife and I'm like, like, can you can you take a picture uh, with, for me real quick? And and I like went up to him, and he's just kind of like, he's just kind of like, all right, dude. Like, hurry up! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, but I was just kind of laughing after I was going. I was going. That's, you know, I like, not that he was like, he wasn't rude or anything like that. He took his took the picture and stuff. But you know, people have stuff to do and places right. to go, and and uh, but it's it's always cool that people will take the time to do that and and just same with me. Like I I'll never be in too much of a rush to like say hi to someone or or take a picture or if I am, it's unintentional, you know? Right. And I'm sure it is for a lot of other people too. You know, it's just, yeah, people got places to go and things to
1: do.
0: Totally. Yeah. I, 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 I get nervous around people, but I still, it's like, man, if somebody wants to take a picture with me, come on, bro. Like, I really don't yeah. have a, like two seconds to take a picture and like entertain this person who's like listen to <laughs> all of my music and you know what I mean. It's like, come on, dude, just be fair. And, and
3: nowadays, like, if some sometimes like like you'll hear about like like someone going to take a picture with a rapper or something, and the, yeah. the rapper doesn't want to take a picture, and then like the whole squad just like jumps on you know. Dude, so you don't ever want to get like jumped or like, that ever not taking a picture. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So it's the same problem you have, Phil, right? Just, oh, yeah, constantly. Just <laughs> sick of people taking so, pictures. I mean,
3: Phil, so, like, when you when you play in with kind of a 2 hologram, it's like like people are going to, like, you're going to be with Suge and you're going to be with the squad, so don't even trip. You're just going to just fit in and yeah. just be nice to people, man.
0: Yeah, dude. I'll keep it in mind, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's ask like one or two more. we've had you on for a little while now. Um, what's the best way to waste a day like not work related can't do work
2: no drumming work um, no
0: drumming, no hot sauce.
2: Oh, no hot sauce yeah. either damn
0: uh, i I fish all the time oh, uh, I've cool.
3: got a boat and uh i I go fishing as much as i can um, cool. i usually go I go really early in the morning and um I mean I could stay out all day but I re- I really like to get home and and get back to my ground you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So it's it's but fishing is like my favorite thing to do and and uh if I didn't have fishing I'd probably be droning even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it's um yeah some some people like who play music they they tell me oh, I I don't have I don't have any hobbies I just do music and and um I mean I do music all the time, and it's just kind of, by default, I like to go fishing and make food and stuff like that, mm. but um, but I feel like it really keeps me motivated and keeps me inspired to get back on the kit and, and not
2: be burned out, you know?
0: Yeah. That's cool. <coughs> Funky Phil.
2: Mm, best way to waste a day. Yeah. So I was going to say hang out with my kids, but that, that's not that's a waste, not of, a waste of a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, probably playing video games is a oh, huge waste of a day. Why didn't I think of that one? Are you Fortnite guy? <laughs> I do not play that one, but um, yeah, I could appreciate it. Oh, man, I think I'm what going do you play? it, too. Right now I'm playing the Borderlands 3, which oh. is like another... Is that like
0: on PlayStation or something?
2: It's on all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Are you Shooting picking? People? Are you
0: picking off my people? <laughs> <laughs> Borderlands. <laughs> Phil, yeah. What the kind of guy are you? <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> No,
2: nah, it's, it's a dumb, it's a dumb sci-fi shooter game thing. It's like, uh, yeah, it's you know a tremendous waste of time, but it's fun. Yeah. That
0: could,
3: that so you're, get not you, like man. I, you're not like ice or
2: something? Or, or no, don't uh, no, no worry. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> safe.
0: <laughs> He's like, well, I am in real life, but no, not in video games. <laughs> so what, kind of, what kind of guy do you think I am? <laughs> um, for me, I would say like my usual man, just on a bike ride or on a hike, I think. Camping, maybe.
3: On, on a Harley or on a Fixie?
0: Uh, I've, I've definitely like a Fixie or a road bike. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, I ride, cool, I ride cool. a fixie or, or a road bike, but I, I used to be, like, way more into skateboarding, but I've had some injuries that don't allow me to do that anymore, so... Um,
3: See, that's the thing, man. I love skateboarding. I love um, snowboarding. Yeah. But it's just like, dude, I've, I've seen so many people just break bones, and yeah, and it's like, same reason I don't have a motorcycle, too, is, is because I've had too many close calls right that just make me go, oh, man, like, what if what if I broke my arm right before this tour Bro. and had another drummer come replace me and, and he was just, like, just vibed with the band and just, yeah. like, fit in, you know? It's like, you gotta be, I mean, if, if you really care about your career, you gotta really, you gotta be careful, kind of, it's like, you know?
0: Yeah, I almost ended my career in a dirt bike crash, man, and, like, that, yeah. um, Sorry. that that uh i'm do i'm working on a podcast telling that story like i'm hoping to have it out at the beginning of the year but um that was uh one of the hardest things i ever went through and pretty much like stopped me ended my career with agrolights and and then i i was luckily i was lucky fortunate enough to be able to go back to playing with them when they were really like doing some cool stuff but um yeah man it was, I had to give it up, you know, like, but I still love side Yeah, lines. it's hard, man. Yeah. That's that's why I
3: love lowriders so much. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got, like, I've got a, a
0: 1949
3: Mercury. Oh, and nice. And got a 64-counter lock that we're fixing up, so. Dang. Like these big dope. old cars, big old cars are, like, I mean, it would take some crazy stuff to, to, you know, really get hurt in one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool.
0: Um so I guess I'm going with that. Bike riding, hanging out, like camping, I think. I'm just gonna go camping. Let's just go with camping.
3: Oh yeah, camping. Yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, I love that. camping. Um, all right, so let's let's wrap there because we've we always try to keep our guests on for an hour. We've had you on for a little bit over an hour. So well, And sure we got plenty of stuff that we could talk another time. So Yeah. Um, so you're in Oceanside, right? yeah yeah so it's yeah we, come over. you got to just come over and hang out in the studio with us and um we'll do another yeah. episode like yeah. that maybe with you and fireman eric and um yeah that'll be cool yeah
3: yeah um and then once uh once i get my um podcast going here then i'd love to have you guys on and, and uh wrap with you yes yeah. definitely
0: we should do um we should do an episode swap too That'd be cool. We're looking for yeah. a podcast to do that with. I don't think Mike and Mike, the modern drummer podcast would do that with us just yet. Phil, so <laughs> maybe radio lab, we can get radio lab to trade us shows. <laughs> Freaking, uh What's that one, dude. Um, Anyway, anyways, you know, um, uh, Carlos, you, you know guy, yeah, uh, the, Joe Rogan. Maybe we could get Joe Rogan to speak yeah. to uh, us. Oh yeah. 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 No, I'll, I'll put in a
3: good word for you. Cool.
0: <laughs> uh, Carlos, man, right, thank guys. you so much for coming on. Uh, if people want to follow you, do you have a website and then you're, you uh, close drums, right? Cee drums. Uh, Cee yeah. Lowe's drums. Yes. At on Instagram. C-Lose drums, um,
3: C-Lose drums dot com, okay. And then, uh, T2PC.com is my uh, clothing company, and, and you guys could stay tuned for updates because we're about to release a bunch of cool new stuff. And And uh, thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast, and look forward to seeing you guys in Oceanside.
0: Sweet. Yeah, thanks Sweet. for coming on. That's going to happen sooner than later, man. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll talk soon.
3: Much love. See you guys.
0: The drum oh boy drum brigade podcast episode sixty four Carlos verdugo that's a that's a solid dude right there serious bro that dude is playing some serious stuff like some serious high level stuff and it's just the humblest guy dude just he's a killer drummer yeah He's cool, man. He's cool. He's um. I, I don't really know him very well. You know, I'm not like part of your guys' wonderful vessel family. <laughs> I, I hit the boo on accident. I don't believe you. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm just kidding, dude. Um, so I know you and Fireman Eric know him, but I never met him before. But um, yeah, what a solid dude. I can tell we like we could hang out all day and just chat about all kinds of stuff. I want to ride in a lowrider. Like, let's go cruising, bro.
2: Sounds like a Drum Brigade field trip. Oh,
0: boy. And a lowrider? What if it has hydraulics? Can we just
2: drink bottles of hot sauce and cruise no. around in this lowrider?
0: 40s of hot sauce. For, oh, 40 ounces <laughs> of hot sauce. I, get, I see what you did there. Yeah. I see what you did there. Um, what, a, what a cool guy, though. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Carlos, for coming on and sharing some just your perspective on all kinds of cool stuff. I love, dude, I love it. What a great dude. What a great dude. Solid, solid, solid drummer, too. Very, very solid drummer. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Funky Phil. Um, yeah. It's just us now. In mm-hmm. The Beat Locker. Is it going to rain today?
2: Ooh, I don't know. I think we're supposed to get more rain this week. Oh,
0: man. Oh, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The mountains are covered in snow. It's awesome. Like close mountains. Yeah. Or covered in snow. I am see it. dying to go up to um, Mount Palomar. Oh, I'm yeah. waiting until I get my new camera. This is like so much talk about cameras this week. Um, anyways, I'm obsessed right now. And I want to do it. It a- is
2: Cyber Monday. I know. Like, there isn't any Cyber good deals. Monday.
0: I got no money, Phil.
2: I don't feel like Cyber Monday even exists. It's like just part of Black Friday. I know. And Black Friday isn't even on black it's like starts a week or two before yeah and then it extends over yeah i don't i don't okay
0: thanksgiving day we went to my we were going to a friend's house my wife wanted to pick up a dessert we go to target there's a line outside so apparently thanksgiving day obviously target is closed they opened at five for black friday but it was thanksgiving so there's a line out the door of people waiting they open the door there's Every cashier is open mm. And there's people like 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 uh, Directing you Like oh are you ready to check out Okay right this way there's people carrying TVs No fights or anything like that Everybody's very cordial and nice Nice. But I was like oh Black Friday's starting now Oh alright I don't gotta wake up at 4 in the morning Weird I thought it was Thursday Yeah it's Black Thursday I guess <laughs> So yeah So I went in there I saw some TVs I'm like I don't need a TV Dude they're so cheap now they are very... Like, 300 bucks. you could get the dopest 4K TV ever. And huge. Huge. Like, 54 inches. I don't get it. Like, I think the last
2: time I bought a TV, I was back in Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah. So, it was, like, a good, like, seven years ago or something. Mm. And back then, it was, like, I think our TV was, like, six or $700, and it
0: was... It's not even that big. It's, like, a 32-inch yeah. yeah. flat screen of just like a few years ago it seemed like they were ridiculous but i i honestly i don't care about that stuff like i don't we we watch a lot of tv and stuff but not really like we watch it mostly i watch most of the stuff on my ipad like i never really sit on my couch and watch tv and it's more of a hassle to use you know apple tv or something Mm. but um i don't really need the the biggest, highest definition TV to watch, like, some dumb YouTube show.
2: You know what would look cool on it, though? What? Dirt bike races. <sighs>
0: <laughs> it's about to start, Phil. We are one month away. Is it? Yes. I, can we
2: I gotta go to one of these oh, with Can you. you.
0: You wanna go January? Is
2: it still fun if you're not drunk? Dude,
0: totally. Really? Yes. Are you sure? But I'm sorry, but I will be drinking. Okay. I'm probably not gonna drink until... No, that's a lie. I'm gonna probably drink tonight. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, okay, so Phil, if you want to go January 3rd, it's always a Saturday though. Or if you want to go NAM show week, I'm probably going to dip out from NAM show and go straight to the dirt bike racing. I might not even go Saturday. I might just go to the dirt bike racing all day.
2: But I'm playing on Saturday.
0: Well, I don't care. I'm going to miss it. I've got dirt bikes to go. Dang see. it. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Um, if you want to go, just let me know. Okay. You'll love it. Okay. Dude. I do want to go by the way. So I went out to a wedding this weekend. Some like I wasn't playing. I had to go to my uh, friend of ours was getting married and my buddy Mike that does the um, motocross training dirt bike training guy pro athlete coach was there hanging out with him. He's going to be a part of my my podcast for my dirt bike injury. So I was talking to him about that and then I was talking about him coming on the show. as just an in-studio guest and he was like yeah let's do it so completely different has nothing to do with drumming but it would be a really cool guest because it's a different perspective what i would like to do is have mark dicciani and him and us and do a roundtable about like what because they are on the same tip like mark dicciani i don't know you guys go back and listen to his episode if you haven't listened to it of our podcast um he talks about briefly talks about what he's doing. He's doing all kinds of research on the development of how we are able to do what we do and how similar it is. Like as drummers, how 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 our brain works, how our brain works and how similar that is to pro athletes and dancers and performers and stuff like that. But specifically pro athletes. And he was saying the similarities are like astronomical. Well, that's the same thing that this guy, Mike is saying uh, Mike is a pro athlete coach and he's talking about like the, my story is like how I was able to latch onto motocross. So like not easily, but when I had the right coach, I was able to um, like get pretty good at it. Not like pro level good, but pretty good at it. Like fairly easy because I was learning the same way as I do with drums. And that's the whole point. And so Mike's whole thing is the way that the brain works is very specific and he can get people to unlock certain things in their brains that they never thought they can do. And that's what he did with me. And I'm like, I do the same thing with drummers where I see that there's a wall and they can't do it. They can't accomplish this pattern, but then we work through it. And so I've learned a lot hanging out with Mike and being like, yeah, let's like work on this and let's work on that. Like, or I've watched him work with students, like with, with younger riders and, um, how he develops them into these pro athletes. And it's very cool. it's very similar to what we do. So it would be cool to have him on. That'd Anyways, right. I hung out with that dude and that's another field trip that I want to take because right, right now would be when to do it. Like, like next week. Cause right now they're all training for Supercross, So we could see all the pro riders on the, Most difficult track at the right here in Paula. Man, we We can meet in Fallbrook. Phil, drive out to Paula, do our episode on the road, and hang out with Mike.
2: We might have to start taking like a week off every month to do Mm, field trips. Field trips.
0: Yeah, we're gonna. Well, we've got
2: a lot of field trips planned.
0: I figured that this is the new year. We're gonna take some time off for Nam. I don't know if we're gonna do a Nam episode. I don't want. I don't want to do interviews this year. Such a hassle. That's cool. I just want to hang, and if we're if we're gonna accomplish this after party, like that's gonna be our focus this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we do see somebody, like, and we can get an interview, but I don't want to be trying to get any interview. We can. It's just, it just that was so hard last year. It wasn't really like worth the payoff, you know. So if we if we can like if we see somebody and we're like, "Yo, you want to do an interview real quick?" I think we should have our cameras and stuff. Yeah, but I honestly, I want to vlog this year. And, um, I don't want to, I just want to keep it simple, stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know if I want to go every day. I think I want to stay out there. I want to go Thursday. I want to have a, I want to go Friday. I want to have our show Friday if we can do it. And then I want to, I want to maybe go in the morning Saturday and then just go to Supercross Saturday and forget an AM show and then go to an after party Saturday. Mm. Sunday, I'm always so burnt out. I don't even want to see anybody. Yeah. So, but then I think, so I think January we might have to like, I don't want to take off the whole month of January, but I think we got to, that's going to be the end of our season. I think so. Normally we do like 15 to 20 episodes and then that's the end of our season. And then we get, we take like a week or two off and revamp the show, come back. Well, we're like for season four, I think we're on like episode 20 something. So I just figured we'd like finish out the year and, um, come back strong January with some new ideas and stuff. Sounds good. So, um, so Nam show will definitely, will. We'll, maybe we just do a live podcast at Nam, and I, I don't know. We got to brainstorm, Phil. I always brainstorm on the air and I shouldn't do that. Like we'll may, figure something out. Cool to do. Yeah. I think maybe we should do a simpler, like a podcast, like at Haram or at, at Vessel or something, one of the booths and just do a live podcast. Like they're like, like not like a, you know, and just try to pull some fools in there. Like try to get some guys to come on as guests and
2: we'll do something cool. We'll do something cool. But
0: the, the thing, the reason why I'm so not like adamant on doing drum brigade podcast stuff is because we're working on trying to have an after party again this year. And the after party is if all things come together in the final hour, which we're cutting it too close right now, but If everything comes together like we're thinking, this is going to be the dopest thing to do on Friday with the dopest drummers. If all the stars align. If all the stars align. But (laughs) dude, you know how drummers are, Phil.
2: Yeah. Super awesome. (laughs) I'll
0: put it this way, dude. We've had a few drummers reach out to us and be like, I want to play your after party. And this is like a level, Phil. I know. A level where I couldn't even believe it. I was like, really? So, like, if this comes through and we do, like, what we did last year, um, you know, it's, whew, yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm going to do this really quick, Phil, because I know we got to get out of here. But I got to talk about this. Bruh. Uh, since, <laughs> since we're talking about Quickly. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Since I just kind of dropped the ball and just said that we might be having an after party. <laughs> um we so I wasn't trying to keep it a secret. It's just that it may or may not happen. I don't know. It's at this point, dude, I've been so dang sick that like if this doesn't happen, I don't care. If it does happen, I'm stoked. But we did it last year, 2018. We did not do it for this year's NAM show. Everybody wanted us to. And we were like, nah. And so this year <laughs> we, we started trying to plan along like a a few months ago and it started coming together but we were like hey we want to get more sponsors we want to have a better bigger venue and we want to have better drummers we want some money behind it though and we want to make some money off of this you know because
2: not necessarily better but higher maybe some
0: different higher profile drummers yeah no well we had higher high profile drummers but our we couldn't have asked for a better show last like last year 2018 yeah Um, there was some hiccups though with some of the people involved. Yeah. So, um, and that's, it's fine. It was as good as it could be. And there was a ton of people there. It was great. Um, but we just wanted to do it a little bit, a little bit more polished version of it. And we know what we're getting ourselves into. We know what's going to make a great show.
2: Trying to scale up a little bit, scale
0: up just a little. We're not trying to shoot for the moon. At first I was like, we could shoot for the moon and get like a huge band and try to rent house of blues or something. But I was like, no, nah, let's not get that crazy. Let's let's tell let's tone it down a little bit. We're not drum brigade isn't there yet. So let's just take one step up the ladder instead of like, let's get to the top of the ladder. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people haven't heard of us still. So it's kind of hard to go. Hey, we're asking for sponsorship money when they're like, who are you? You're just some janky podca- podcast in San Diego.
1: <laughs>
0: so, you know, it's we're growing still. It's going to take a, a while. Anyways. My beef and this soapbox is with this stupid place in Anaheim and I plan on writing them an email.
2: Uh oh. This so, a ven- possible venue.
0: Yeah. So the biggest problem that we're this is this is the problem with planning an event like this at NAM. First of all, our stupid drum industry is so backwards thinking and so small minded that a lot of the bands or artists that you reach out to, if they haven't heard of you, they're either waiting for something the biggest deal ever, but they don't know that most of these Nam show after parties are the dumbest, stupidest Things that they've been doing since the 90s. Okay. You know what I'm you, like? If you haven't been to one of these things, I'm trying to think of what it would be. Like, normally it's like in a ballroom.
2: Honestly, the only NAM after party I've been to was ours. Really? <laughs> yeah. Phil.
0: <laughs> okay. So I've been to a bunch. I've been to hundreds, or, you know, or hundreds. Not hundreds, but I, yeah, maybe. Hundreds. I've been to a ton, a ton, a, a ton. ton. Most of them, there's no real thought going into aesthetics like this isn't really that cool of an event or it looks like an uber like cyber style like event kind of thing you know with like like lasers and it's like a it's like it's like kind of like these unveil like the tesla unveiling thing that's a really high profile like unveiling thing but that kind of thing you know what i mean like people standing up with badges on and lasers and you know techie kind of stuff and banners with all the sponsors on the back and that's fine that's what it is it's an after party okay um most of the time they're in a ballroom of a hotel and you're there and you're you're you know you're i don't know you're just whatever i've gone to every year sabian has one they normally have like a bunch of dumb drummers and a bunch of good drummers and you know like i saw like I saw Alan Holdsworth one year with Virgil Donati and Tony Royster jr. And I was like blown away. But then like the drummer that went up after them was like somebody that I never heard of. And it was bad. It wasn't bad. It was just like, it's okay. It's just, it's cool. It's a cool hang. You don't want the show to end, but it's not like you have to talk business. You can hang out. Um, I've been to like the Tama party. They really went above and beyond and, and had a huge venue like in like a huge ballroom at like the Hilton or something. And like multiple stages and all this crazy stuff. I saw Animals as Leaders at that one. Stuart Copeland was at that one. Um, I've been to some that are full-on concerts. Like I saw Ray Charles one time. What? They're honoring Michael McDonald and like Patti LaBelle. Yeah, Michael (laughs) McDonald was singing. That was at the Grove of (laughs) Anaheim. Yes. Um, That was like a real high-profile one, though. Yeah. Um, I think James East's brother was playing. Um, uh, Nathan East. Steve Gadd was playing drums that time. Oh, he's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard of him. Um, (laughs) I've been to some, like the Bass Bash last year, Gergo Borlai played. uh, That was like not a very cool after party though. You had to pay to get in. Mm. It was like a ballroom of like a dingy looking dark ballroom that, and it was like all sponsored, you know, it was just, but it's still, it's it's a cool hang. You get to see a concert. It's cheap. You get to see the best musicians in the world. Whatever, that had seats, though, it was real stale. Okay, well, anyways, so most musicians are thinking something like that. Who's sponsoring it? Like, so they're like, oh, you want us to play the Sabian party? Okay, we'll do it. You know, or you want us to play, who knows? I don't know, the Tama party? Then you have to get Tama drummer. We're not, we're not taking sponsorships like that, or we would, but, you know, it's like... Uh, anyways, so we're caught in this catch 22. Okay. Like where you need a good solid venue. If you're like, Oh, we're doing it at freaking, I don't know. Something, something dive bar. They're going to be like, nah, even though it could be a really great after party or Hey, who are the other artists playing? That's what they want to know. So then it's, so what I'm saying is it's very difficult to get solid artists to draw people to your show. It's hard to get sponsorships. If you don't have the artists, it's hard to get the artist if you don't have the venue. It's hard to get the venue if you don't have the sponsors, and it just it's all works together. So you need one <laughs> you need, you need like one break. So mm. we still don't have a venue. Everything's booked. Um, at any of the ballrooms, we don't really want to do the ballroom kind of Nam show stiff party. Um, besides that, that's very expensive. Um, last year we did it at a pub, at like a. Uh, tasting room, but it was very small. It was like smaller than the beat locker. Mm. And um, so that was really difficult to do, but we packed it out and it was, we made it work. It was cool. So we want to do it at a better place than that. And then we don't have any spot, not one sponsor yet, not one. So we can't afford to do it on our own. Um, And then, but, but what we do have is some solid artists that have like shown interest and haven't really, we haven't confirmed anybody, but my first my first um <coughs> soapbox is some of these artists have ghosted us like they always do. Mm. So whatever, bro. Um two, my biggest soapbox is I was like, Okay, let's just find a place, maybe we just pay for it. So I there's a place called the the something business depot or something in Anaheim. It's a mile away from the convention center. Okay. Pretty much, like, if you wanted to, you could walk there. Um, in a business district, all they do is specialize in space rental. Like, if you're having a wedding, you can have a, your, your reception there. If you're having a conference, like a business seminar or something, you rent one of their rooms. They have multiple rooms, like, you know, huge square foot rooms, smaller square foot, medium. They provide everything. You need a stage, they got it. It's just add on to your bill. You need a, a bar, add it onto your, you need vendors, you need fooding, food vendors, you need tables, tablecloths, whatever. Lighting, you can get it all with this one place. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. I sent an email. Hey, throwing an NAMM show after party. <coughs> um, just wondering about, you know, trying to get a quote from you guys. Saw this room, Hall B. Looks like it would be a perfect fit for us. It's about 500 capacity. Seems right. We need a stage. We need a bar. That's it. We'll provide everything else. Uh, can you give us a quote? It's for this date. I see there's nothing on your calendar for that date, so it looks like you're open. Seems like you'd want business if you're running a business, right? Mm-hmm. They don't email back. Ooh. So I'm going to rehearsal in L.A. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop by this place right off the freeway, pull in, go in there. It's like I'm at a car dealership, dude. They're like, how can we help you? Hi, I sent an email a couple weeks ago about renting a venue for a Nam show after party. And then it's just 101 questions. Well, what's your business? Oh, I have a drum podcast and a drum community, a drum school. We do um, all kinds of things in the drum community. We threw an event last year, really great. Did it at a pub or at a brewery. Um, had about like two to 400 people there. You know, it was a bit of a stretch. 400 was like, that was a stretch. But we, you know, we had, people were flowing in and out. But the place was packed. Um, well, who sponsored your event? Well, we had some outside outside sponsors. Well, how did you fund your event? Well, we had some outside sponsors, but we just kind of took it, you know, for our community and it's like our payback or whatever—not payback, but um, whatever you call it. Um, okay. Well, what kind of event are you thinking about throwing? Well, this showed them pictures. We have like it's basically more or less a concert, and we have a shed in between bands. What basically a shed is like, and I explain what a shed is. Okay. So. How many people are you expecting? My like, dude, what's with the questions? Just tell me how much the room is. If I have five people here and I want to pay for it, what difference does it make? Yeah. And then they are like, okay, well, how are you planning on paying for it? With money. I don't know. Credit card, cash, check. What do you guys accept? I don't know. What it, well, are you guys going to charge at the door? Well, do you need security? Well, what about alcohol? Are you going to make money through alcohol? Well, yeah, we want a bar. Yeah. Can you let me know how much that is? <laughs> Uh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, what about this? What about that? They will not let me know. Well, I think this room would be better for you. And they're trying to sell me on the bigger room. I said, no, that's not what we want. Well, what about tables? Are people going to be sitting? Do you need chairs? No, it's not that kind of event. So people are going to be standing the whole time. I'm like, okay, a couple standing chairs. I mean, standing tables, a bar. We'll handle the rest. All I need is the room and the stage, dude, and a bar. That's it. You know, well, what about catering? We'll have a food truck. We had a food truck at the last one. Well, which food truck company? I'm like, bro, what in the world is, what is the problem here? You know? Okay, so, dude, I'm there for like an hour. I have to sit down at a table, clipboard. They're going over, making notes.
2: They run your credit, do a credit check. No,
0: I (laughs) might as well. You need my social security number? (laughs) What's your budget? Well, I don't really have a budget. That's why I'm here. I would like to get to know what this is going to cost us, and we can add that to our budget and see what we need to do to make this work. And they're just, okay, well, you know, like, how many people are you, it's just going round and round. The guy gets his boss, his boss is talking to me. I'm like, people, seriously, seriously, let's just calm it down. Long story short, dude, these people are giving me the runaround. They are, like, they are treating me like I am a little kid that wants to throw his first punk rock show. And they're like, we've done Nam show events before. They're showing me this Nam show event that they did, dude. It's like the heavy metal hall of fame or something do this look like the jankiest first of all it was such a nam show party but it was like the jankiest like metalhead convention and (laughs) it was was so i was like Nah, i i get what that is that's not really what we're gonna do our event will be a lot cooler than that trust me and i'm like i mean for the guys that we have lined up this is gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people here
2: yeah we're gonna have so many lasers
0: (laughs) Everything was black, you know. It was like just this. It was just this. It was just like, and so I'm like, "Look, man, we're working out a lot of the details here. I have a team that's working on the financial stuff and the sponsorships." I said, "I'm just the the owner. They're, they will not acknowledge me as the owner of the company. They're like the company that you work for, Drum Brigade." Ooh. And I'm like, "Yeah, I started it and I owned it. I don't need those accolades. I'm just saying. Stop. Yeah, I don't work for my. I, I do work for myself, but I'm the one throwing this party, dude." But whatever. So yeah, talk to your boss. They keep saying this. Really? Talk to your boss and let us know like what your budget is. And um, you know, once your boss gets back to you, I'm like, Ew. Cool, we'll do. We'll do. Ew. Thank you guys. Dude, can you just send me the send me your guys's um I go, Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I'll talk it over with my team, see what's going on. And um, if you can get me a quote though, That will help us to know where we stand because, well, they're like, well, there's a, you know, if you guys decide, I mean, how soon will you guys be able to make this decision? I said, well, it depends on the price. Like, all of this is depending on your guys' fees. Let us know what it is. Well, you know, there's like a deposit that needs to be made. I'm like, yeah, obviously. What is it, 50%? He's like, yeah, I go, okay, well, if the price is right, we'll just put that on a company credit card or something and make it happen to secure the place for the date. So weird. And they're just like, Okay, and I go, just let me know what the price is. Just let me know what the, just give me a quote. Maybe throw in some extra options like, hey, here's what it is with sound. Here's what it is without sound. Just let me know. Write up a quote. Send it to me. Yeah. I'm like, I'll get it to my guys tomorrow. If you send it tomorrow or tonight, I'll get it to them tomorrow, and then we'll get back to you and let you know if we want to move forward. Can I guess? They never emailed me, Phil. (laughs) They never emailed me.
2: That's what I was going to guess.
0: Dude. They just completely blew me off and wasted my time.
2: What a bunch of punks.
0: Dude, straight punk bees.
2: That's so lame.
0: Don't think I'm not going to send an email and be like, what kind of company are don't, you running?
2: Don't bother. They're not even going to open it. That's yeah, true. Don't waste How your How dare breath.
0: you making a judgment off of me? Because I don't what? Because I don't wear a Rolex? You think I'm not a businessman? They can flush off. Yeah.
2: We should just rent out Coco's. That'd be better. Have some French fries, some drums.
0: Speaking of which, I got to email the dude today and be like, yo, can we just make this happen at like a venue? And in- it might be a far, far place. Like we but- should you just get an
2: Airbnb, <gasps> rent out a whole house or two houses so that you don't have to worry about the neighbors.
0: <coughs> Dang, Phil.
2: Airbnb, drum party at a house in the pool. It could get sloppy. It could get real sloppy. It could get real sloppy, real Please scary. Please called
0: underage drinking Tosh
2: there with his, oh, all those fans that's trouble yeah, he's all no. cruising around with no shirt on
0: fishbones there
2: with no pants on fishbone rubbing his butt cheeks all over the <laughs> thrones
0: <laughs> that sounds like a drum brigade after party phil
2: let's do it yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep you guys posted on that um so yeah just uh we're keeping the show going though i mean we got a month 4 weeks left so we i think we're going to have to do like an end of the year show We might, we might spill into January because we have some guests lined up that are like high, high profile. Um, but yeah, I got to get with, um, we got to, we got to iron all this out and then we have to have an end of the year. Like who is your favorite guest What would you, what did you like? was your favorite story? We need to have a recap show recap. So, uh, yeah, we got to figure that out. Yeah. Just you and me. Yeah. Um, We need to do. Yeah. And then we got a lot of work on, so we gotta, we gotta have a day off too, where we can meet up for coffee and chat.
2: Yeah, let's let these people go though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I gotta <laughs> go get a burrito right now. Funky Phil, <laughs> Funky Phil, I could just ramble on all day. Now the now the green tea is kicking in. Yeah, see? clearly a Dang. mate, dude. Not nearly as much coughing this episode, Phil. It's no, you, out of control.
2: I think you're getting better. Yeah, it's because I've been sneaking coffee into your mate.
0: I have not drank coffee in weeks, man. It's <laughs> crazy. Uh, All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's the Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 64. Thank you to Carlos Verdugo for coming on. See, Los, coming on the Drum Brigade Podcast, hanging out with us janky fools. Um, Thank you, Funky Phil, for producing the show and all that stuff. Just having such a positive attitude about so many different things. I can't wait to try your drum um, mics out. Oh, yeah. We got to we gotta use those mugs in here. Can't wait. And um, your new interface. Oh, yeah. Dang. you can make some really good drum videos. I got to get better, though. Me, too. At drums. Me, too. I don't like the way I play when I film myself. I'm like, I hate all of this. This sucks. Why don't I sound like I think I sound? We're going to fix that tell you one thing i ain't shedding at our event if this thing happens Me i might just cancel the whole thing so i don't have to shed <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the drum brigade podcast episode 64 thank you guys so much um we'll see you guys next week oh yeah Woo. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade Podcast. Just so you know, you can hit up our archives at drumbrigade.com and listen to some great interviews with drummers like Stan Bicknell.
3: My connection to drumming is like, uh, it's almost on a spiritual level in terms of how I feel connected to it. So it's it's not even a question whether I play or not. It's just a matter of
2: how I have it in my life because I have to play. Right. Um, and so going forward, uh, having my boy just made me knuckle down on Any decision to do
3: with financial stability, but then also gave me that drive to push harder in terms of my own personal development and practice and whatnot. And to be honest, I mean, I'm 35 now, and I would say that my drive for drumming is the strongest that it's ever been.
0: Kirky B, Kirk Buscara. So I use this
4: pick, I go in there and play that song, The Bird and
2: um, Jungle Love. Oh my God. Oh my God.
4: (laughs) And um, Morris Day sat at the end of the couch after I played and said, you want a job? No way!
0: <laughs> oh my god! And I said, "Yes." Yeah. Timbo from Kino, Tim Baltes.
3: I had to walk. I was walking back from the grocery store because my brother got pissed that I ate all the asparagus. So I had—I I ate like two pounds of asparagus. This morning. <laughs> And I was so good. I had to go and buy a couple more pounds for him so he wasn't a Debbie Downer the rest of the week. <laughs> My pee smelled like nuclear
1: waste, all right?
0: Mike Dawson. The first time I subbed
3: for him, you know, I don't, I don't know how often you guys get in fights, but that feeling of tunnel vision when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to like defend myself right now. Yeah. That, that's where the whole world just kind of turns into a laser beam. That, that was like three hours of the show. Like I <laughs> thought I was... I was in like a fight with Broadway for wow. like three
0: hours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Mark DiCiani. That single sentence or two
3: started me on the path over the last 10, 12 years of doing research in areas that include neuroscience, neurology, wow. cognitive psychology, genetics, brain lateralization, brain plasticity, because nah. the way that we as drummers, develop motor skills is really no different than how a dancer develops motor skills and or how athletes develop skills. And so our brains, our nervous systems, our bodies work the same way.
0: Tosh the drummer. Guess what? I got three drum solos in the show. Three.
2: (laughs) What? (laughs) Three drum solos. Oh my gosh. We opened the show with a drum solo. Wow. And... Beat. and then the right before the encore we did I did like a like a five minute drum solo Dude. and he never once this is the only gig I've ever had that he never once told me to change anything I showed up and I played I didn't like they told me they were like don't learn the music exact because we're gonna change it uh-huh. and that's kind of what they did they like they changed it and I played along and I just figured it out and like they never once critiqued anything I did
0: Tim Fig Newton I play a lot of doubles and singles
2: man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, I just try to get them clean enough to where I can you know kind of just float around the kit and do whatever I want
0: I I gravitate towards like weird sounding patterns and 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 things that aren't normal you know what I mean so um, people always come up to me and they're like oh your approach is so different like how do you think
3: to phrase these these things like that and I'm like I don't know it's just what I hear but just you know, that's what comes out.
0: Fredo Ortiz. So he shows
4: me some licks and it's like, you'll be all right, man. It's just like, do your thing. And he's like, actually, he's like, you're going to get to be free to do whatever you want. It doesn't seem like they're asking you to, like, you know, do anything specific because all the music you're doing is pretty much, you know, just Latin jazz, like improv and, and jamming and just, you know, keeping it mellow. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and, and I took that and, and totally did not. Have to apply any of that when the first show came about, which was uh, Australia, in, I think <laughs> Melbourne. So the, the, the first tour, like, straight sent me to Australia for oh three weeks, <laughs> and then another two weeks, in Easter Asia. So that was my first time out of the country doing wow. music, you know? I mean, besides. Um, Yes, God. Yes, God went and stuff. But oh, okay. this was like seriously like my first time. And with the D C Boys, and they were headlining oh my festival. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: awesome.